This is Westlake Baseball, presented by Number 9 Productions and powered by the Westlake Shack Club. Brought to you by Independence Title, Plains Capital Bank, Elite Heating and Air, Covert Auto Group, CryoFit Recovery and Wellness, and presented by Austex, Fence and Deck, Elticon Wealth Management, Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, Hendrick Auto Group, The Felger Insurance Agency, and brought to you by Austin Performance and Counseling Psychology, and Dr. Mike Johnson, Cricket Shirts, Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina, Amogee Bank, Texas Honey Ham, Steam Team, White Glove Storage and Delivery, Hat Creek Burger Company, Country Store and Barbecue, and by Mighty Fine Burgers, Fries, and Shakes. Here's Joe Taylor. Well, we thank you very much, and welcome to live coverage of Westlake Baseball, only on the Westlake Shap app and westlakeshaps.com. I am Joe Taylor, and we're coming to you live from the Burger Center Diamond here for Game 2. It's been delayed 24 hours because of wet weather yesterday. Storm blew in about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and... Uh, Instead of playing on a very wet field, they opted to wait. And uh, what a day for baseball. 82 degrees at first pitch as we give you the starting lineups presented by the good folks at Texas Honeyham. Starts your day off with a breakfast taco every day with the Texas Honeyham. Leading off and playing center field is Chapel Stewart. Batting second at second base is Theo Gillen. In the three spot and playing right field today is Blake Peterson. Braden Davis is in the four spot. He is the first baseman, batting fifth. And at third, Reese McCray, batting sixth in left field, Ethan Wolfong. Batting seventh, the designated hitter, Noah Cannon. Batting eighth, Mike Lustina. He's the shortstop. Nathan Duvall's behind the plate. He will bat ninth. So it's Stewart, Gillen, Peterson, Davis, McCray, Wolfong, Cannon, Lustina, and Duvall. Defensively for the uh, Austin High Maroons, left to right in the outfield is Luke Young. Zach Williams is in center, and right field is Emiliano Del Riego. And around the horn in the infield, Tegan Mansfield and John Eric Yanis at third and short, respectively. Hayden O'Shea at second, Ben Abel at first, and the battery for the Austin High Maroons. Back behind the plate is Brendan Mendoza. And he will catch Jake Ortz. So Brennan Mendoza behind the plate yet again. And Ortz very successful at the plate in Tuesday night's affair at Warner Field. Of course, an epic come-from-behind victory that ended in a bases-loaded walk. By Mike Lustina that drove in the game-winning run in the bottom of the eighth inning as Westlake secured a 9-4 comeback to win 10-9. First pitch brought to you by Independence Title. Ortz is in the wind. Squaring around to bunt is Chapel Stewart. He bunts it up the third base line. It's fair ball, and Chapel Stewart is safe. Chapel Stewart with a heck of a bunt. Caught Tegan Mansfield napping just a bit there. It's good play as he got off the mound, did Ortz. But Orts did not have the capacity to get the speedster Chapel Stewart. So Stewart finding ways to get on base, and he does so here with an infield hit. It'll bring up uh, Theo Gillen. Again, that 10-9 uh, walk-off walk. Gillen now squaring around to bunt. He's taking uh, advantage of Mansfield. He throws over. That is not in time. Back-to-back -back, uh, base hits. And... Uh, now tagged out at second base is Chapel Stewart, and uh, Boomer Collins is going to ask the home plate umpire as the field umpire has ruled 
Chapel Stewart out. He rounded second, looked at the throw. Ben Abel fired a shot back over to second base. He dove back in time. He was on the left side or the outside of the bag. The tag was applied. From our vantage point, Chapel Stewart looks safe. Bang, bang, call at second base. And Chapel Stewart's staying right there until he's ruled out. So we'll see if he comes off the field here, and he is. So Chapel Stewart reluctantly heading towards the dugout as the field umpire there asserting that Chapel Stewart was tagged out at second base after he rounded too quickly. So back-to-back -back bunt base hits for Chapel Stewart and Theo Gillen. And unfortunately, the Shaps have an out to show for it and nobody in scoring position for Blake Peterson, who is working really well right now. And Blake's in the lineup defensively tonight for the first time in a while. He's been basically designated hitting over the past week and a half. But you look at uh, what the Chaparrales were able to do. Again, Peterson hitting a home run, and he hits a foul ball here on the 1-0 pitch. Fouls it out of play. That'll even up the count of one ball and one strike. You know, went one for three with two runs scored, drove in a run. Of course, that was that solo shot, and walked twice and struck out twice. A lot of plate appearances in that extra inning affair. As he stands in with one ball, one strike count, with one out. Theo Gillen get his lead. He takes the jump. This one hit right back towards the right side and through to right field. Stopping at second base is Theo Gillen. So Gillen swiping the bag, and Blake Peterson with the third straight hit. So three straight base hits for the Westlake Chaparrales to lead things off here. That was the first ball that left the infield. Theo Gillen moves up to second base. And now runner in scoring position here for Braden Davis. Davis, again, they got the no decision. And he launches a ball deep into left center field. Going back is uh, Luke Young looking up. And this one is off the wall. Theo Gillen rounding third. Right behind him is Peterson. Peterson is going to try to score as well. And there is no play at the plate as Theo Gillen and Blake Peterson come around to score on the one out two-run double by Braden Davis, and the Shaps lead two to nothing. Davis just popped this ball up, and folks, the wind is gusting out to right center field. The wind took this one a ways as it blew all the way to the wall and hit about four feet up on the metallic wall in the outfield. Again, the power alleys right at about 345, 350 away from home plate, 311 down the line, 341 to right. And it's going to bring up Reese McCray with a chance to do some more damage here. And he looks at his Jake Ortz breaking ball that stays away. Again, McCray had back-to-back -back doubles in the ballgame on Tuesday night. So back standing in is Reese McCray. They jockey Braden Davis at second base. This one, another breaking ball that sails low and inside for ball two. Again, a two-run double for Braden Davis as he went off the wall. Blake Peterson and Theo Gillen score almost simultaneously as one was running right behind the other. Here's the 2-0 pitch to Reese McCray, and he looks at it upstairs for ball three. So two runs already in, and Four hits. In fact, the first four hitters have gotten aboard via a base hit. Chapel Stewart with a bunt base hit. Theo Gillen followed that up with a drag bunt base hit. 
Chapel Stewart thrown out at second base per the umpire. Now Orts, the lefty, crafts a fastball that drifts across the plate for a called strike one. Again, hitter's ballpark here today at the Burger Center Diamond as we join you live on the Westlake Shap app and on westlakeshaps.com. Here's the 3-1. This one lofted into the outfield, ranging over his... Uh, Del Riego and Del Riego had to battle the wind there, but concentrates as he's about two feet from the line and makes the grab. Nice job there battling the wind as it's swirling up there. And he records the second out of the inning. So Reese McCray, the first man to hit into an out. And there are two gone here in the top of the first inning. It'll bring up Ethan Wilfong. Wilfong went one for four in Tuesday night's contest. Had an infield hit himself, and he looks at a curveball that catches the inside corner at the knee level for a called strike one. Waiting patiently as Will Fong fires up the fastball, does Orts. And again, Orts with a myriad of pitches here to start things off. And of course, not going to blow you away with his speed, but trying to do so with pinpoint accuracy with his breaking ball. Really likes to feature that. Here's the 1-1. This fastball's up for ball two. Up and outside here for Will Fong with a man in scoring position. That is Braden Davis. If you're just joining us, the first four Chaparrells reached base via the hit. Had a, a put out at second base of Chapel Stewart as he rounded second base a little too hard. Now Ethan Wilfong drives one down the line. Maybe fisted a bit, but he muscled it up to get it down the left field line, but it is foul out of play. Again, a 7 o'clock start means the majority of the field is in the sunshine. The catcher and the umpire are in the shade, and the front half of the batter's boxes are in the sunlight. Again, sun and wind, definitely an issue here. Near dusk, here's the 2-2. This one lifted high and foul out of play towards the concourse level here at Burger Center Diamond. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Deadly twos on the board here with the wind gusting out to right field. Right center field, and uh, there's a fairly good-sized American flag that is just whipping in the wind, I would guess, probably around the 18 to 20-mile-an-hour mark. Orts with a 2-2. This one again fouled off. Nice job there as he changed it up a bit. Wilfong able to keep the barrel of the bat in the hitting zone and just defensively wave at that and get enough on it. So we'll repeat the 2-2 here as Wilfong digs in against Orts. Orts trying to get out of a jam here. That one just a bit outside for ball one. Nipping at the corners on that one was Orts. And tried to buy one there on the outer half of the plate. Mendoza looking back towards the dugout. He has his sign. Payoff pitch coming here with a base open to Wilfong. Orts again fires the breaking pitch, and that one is fouled out of play. So we'll do it again at three balls and two strikes. Two gone here. Again, the highlight, the two-run double by Braden Davis. First four shaps got aboard via the hit. Here's the payoff pitch. This one again fouled at the plate. That's the fifth foul ball hitting this at-bat. Ethan Wilfong and Jake Ortz having a nice battle here in the top half of the first inning. Westlake leading 2 to nothing with four hits on the board already. Wilfong standing in from the right side. The left fielder waits. Payoff pitch again comes from Orts. This one hit on the ground towards second base. O'Shea over, makes the uh, 
Nice snag of the baseball there from his knees. Fires over to Ben Abel at first, and that'll do it for the Chaparrals in the top half of the first inning. But they get two runs. They do so on four hits. There were no errors, and one man left on base. We played one half inning here at Burger Center Diamond. Your score, Westlake 2, Austin I coming to bat. This is Westlake Baseball. Small town values that deliver first-class service. Hi, I'm Jenny Covert. That's what a customer said when he bought his new Chevy truck from us at Covert in Bastrop. And that's the way we've done business for 111 years. More choices, excellent service, and, of course, our famous low Covert price. We want to be your car dealer. Let us prove it to you. Covert Chevrolet Buick and GMC, 702 Highway 71 in Bastrop, or online at covertbastrop.com. Find new roads. Hi, this is Joe Taylor, the voice of the Shaps. And like you, I work hard and I work out even harder. I love exercise, and I don't want pain or injury to keep me from reaching my fitness goals. I want you to try CryoFit for all your recovery and wellness needs. CryoFit is Austin's recovery headquarters. And with two locations in Westlake, you're never too far away from their championship-level treatment. Click mycryofit.com and see for yourself. CryoFit is Westlake-owned and operated, so they know what it means to be Shap strong. CryoFit, where your recovery is just as important as your workout. We welcome you back to live coverage of Westlake Baseball, only on the Westlake Shop app. Again, thanks so much for joining us here on a Saturday evening contest. The starting lineup for the Austin High Maroons, Luke Young leads off, plays left field. Zach Williams bats second. He's in the center. Ben Abel, the first baseman, bats third in the cleanup spot. The pitcher, Jake Ortz. Brendan Mendoza is the catcher. He bats fifth. Batting sixth, Tegan Mansfield at third base. Emilian, Emilian Del Riego is the right fielder. He bats seventh. Hayden O'Shea at second. And John Eric Giannis rounds out the lineup at the shortstop position. He will bat ninth. So it's Young, Williams, Abel, Ortz, Mendoza, Mansfield, Del Riego, Hayden O'Shea, and John Eric Giannis. Defensively for the Westlake Chaparrales, Ethan Wilfong in left. Chapel Stewart in center, Blake Peterson in right. Around the horn at third, Reese McCray. Shortstop is Mike Lustina. The second baseman is Theo Gillen. At first base is Braden Davis. And the battery, Nathan Duvall. And on the mound is Chance Covert. Chance comes in with a record of three wins and one loss. His first pitch to Luke Young, the southpaw, deals. That first pitch brought to you by Elite Heating and Air Conditioning. And Chance Covert gets the whiff as Luke Young waves at a fastball. Covert, 38 and two-thirds innings pitched. He's played in 10 games and started eight. The 0-1, just a bit low and inside for ball one. As I mentioned, a three-and-run record, giving up 18 runs, 14 of those are earned, and 25 hits, 17 walks, 30 strikeouts. He's hit five batters, an ERA of 2.534, and he comes back with the breaking ball, and that one stays outside and kind of ricochets off the end of the glove of Nathan Duvall. We thank all of you for joining us. And again, Westlake trying to sweep the series here with Austin High after an eight-inning come-from-behind victory. They get up early here 2 to nothing, and the 2-1 pitch is a fastball low and in. So after getting the first strike, three straight balls to Luke Young and Chance Covert, the freshman, trying to dial it in here. As I mentioned, the catcher and the umpire are in the shade behind home plate. Everybody else is in the, sh in the sun. Here's the 3-1. That fastball clips the outside corner for a called strike. Two 
Good job there of Chance Cover just coming in, bearing down, and putting the ball exactly where he wanted it without giving up too much a part of the plate at 3-1. Came in with a pitcher's pitch to get the second strike call. Into the wind, the payoff pitch to Young. This one chopped on the ground towards short. Lucina coming up, fires. That is dug out nicely there by Braden Davis on the other end as Mike Lucina continues to play superb defense at shortstop. So Mike Lustina comes in and makes a heck of a play on a chopper as he got it glove side, made the transfer, and an accurate throw, and Davis able to hang on at first base. So there's one gone, and it'll bring up Zach Williams. He also bats from the right side, and he has first pitch swinging at a sweeping slider, and he's ahead of it and fouls it down the left field line. Young was... One for five, scored two runs in the ballgame, also struck out. Williams stands in. He had two hits against Westlake pitching on Tuesday evening. Here's the 0-1 offering. Another curveball chopped on the ground, foul up the third baseline. And it's very quickly O-balls and two strikes. Again, Williams two for five with two hits, two runs scored, drove in a run as well. Had a mishap in center field. Running for a ball, hit dead to right center field. Now Chance covered up on Williams. No balls and two strikes. He's into the wind and the pitch. This one hit on the ground towards the middle, ranging over behind the bag. It actually hits second base and ricochets over to right field. Coming in is Peterson. He picks up the ball. And that is the strangest base hit I've seen. But that is the first base hit of the ball game here as Williams has earned his way on with a chopper off second base as it ricochets off the bag and into right field. So with that, Austin High with their first hit of the ball game. And Williams is aboard with one gone. It'll bring up Ben Abel. Abel 0 for 4 with a run scored. He did draw a walk and struck out in Tuesday night's 10-9 loss to Westlake. Abel stands in now with a chance to do some damage here. He represents the tying run with Westlake up 2 to nothing. Swing and a miss on a high fastball there from Chance Covert for strike one. No balls and one strike. Standing in is Ben Abel from the right side. Digging deep here as he is in the shadow. Covert in the sun. And this one, another breaking ball that rides low and inside. Nice block here. Again, Westlake plays on a turf infield and a grass outfield. Burger Center diamond, all grass and dirt. Again, dirt around the dish and a healthy apron on both sides. The on-deck circle leading to both dugouts. Dirt infield and grass outfield. Now the 1-1. This one swung on and fouled at the plate as it gets away from Duvall. And Chapel Stewart now with an arsenal to pick from as Abel stands in, down one ball and two strikes. Two runs, four hits, no errors for Westlake as they collected two runs off the two-run double by Braden Davis in the top half of the inning. Now in the bottom of the first, Austin High gets a hit. Now this one... Hit on the ground towards first base, and it is fair as Braden Davis fields it right on top of the bag. He'll tag the bag for out number two. So Abel is out on the unassisted play by Braden Davis. Moving up to second base is Zach Williams, who hit his way on as he chopped the ball up the middle and it hit off the bag. Theo Gillen was headed to make that play behind the bag. In fact, he was there to try to at least make something out of it. But the ball went off the bag and ricocheted into right field. And it's going to bring up the pitcher, Jake Ortz, 
who represents the tying run here in the bottom of the first inning for Austin High. He stands in from the left side. Ortz was really the one that had a lot of command at the plate, was on base quite a bit in the Tuesday night affair. Williams gets a brief lead. This one lined down the left field line from the southpaw, and ricochets up against the retaining fence there that protects the bullpen for strike one. Jake Ortz, as a designated hitter on Tuesday, went one for three with a run score, drove in a run, and walked twice. He's on base three times. And now the 0-1 offering from Chance Covert. Fastball clips the outside corner, but it is just outside, says our home plate umpire. That looked pretty good as far as the location. Ortz is a big man, about six foot three, so perhaps just a little bit outside. One ball, one strike, two gone. Williams gets his lead from second base in scoring position. The 1-1 from Covert. He kicks and fires. This breaking ball stays down and away. Nice block there by Duvall as he smothers it up. Always enjoy hearing about where people are listening to the Shap app, and I think we get credit for uh, Cancun being the most uh, regal spot for where folks are listening, so we thank all of you for tuning in. Cancun, sitting on the beach listening to Westlake baseball. That's pretty good. Here's the 2-1. Fastball rides low and outside for ball three. So Covert falling behind his first hitter here. Stayed ahead of Luke Young. Stayed ahead of Williams before he was able to chop a ball off the second base bag for a base knock. Ben Abel down in the count, but now 3-1 opportunity here for Jake Ortz. Hitter-friendly count here with the wind blowing out. Here's the 3-1. Covert comes with a fastball, and this one is fouled back and out of play to even the count. Payoff pitch coming here. Three balls, two strikes, two outs. Williams at second. He's aboard via hit as he chopped it off the bag at second base. Slightly open stance here for Jake Ortz as the pitcher of record trying to help himself out here. Here's the payoff from Covert as he takes a look at second. He kicks and fires. This one swung on and missed, and Covert strikes out his counterpart for the third out of the inning. So that will do it for Austin High in the top, in the bottom of the first. Excuse me, no runs on a hit. There were no errors, and one man left on base. We played one full here from Burger Center Diamond, and Westlake leads Austin High in game two of the district series, two to nothing. We'll be right back. This is Westlake Baseball. Football is all about strategy, preparation, and execution. And you've got Shaps in your corner with Elticon Wealth Management. Elticon was founded by former Westlake quarterback Mark Mangum, and he's hired all-stars Brent Beasley and lifetime Shap Lewis Gilbo to quarterback your financial future. Click Elticon.com for more information. Elticon Wealth Management, a proud member of Westlake Nation and proudly Westlake-owned and operated. Strategy, preparation, and execution. Elticon Wealth Management, calling the right plays for your financial future. Hey, football fans, leave the Hail Marys for the game and go for the sure thing when it comes to satisfying your craving. When you pick up Raisin Cane's for game day, all you have to worry about is the score because we've got the food covered with fresh, never, ever frozen chicken fingers, cane sauce, and jugs of freshly made tea and lemonade. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers, one love. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, located at the corner of BK's Road and Walsh Charlton in the heart of Westlake. Go Shaps! We welcome you back to live coverage of Westlake Baseball. Joe Taylor joining you is Jake Ortz. 
is out for his second full inning of work here after giving up four straight hits to start the ball game. And again, just a little clarification. Chapel Stewart bunted his way on with a superb drag bunt. Theo Gillen did the same. And as Chapel Stewart rounded second base, Ben Abel, after he received the throw from the third baseman Mansfield, threw behind Chapel Stewart as he rounded second base, and the tag was applied from our vantage point. It did certainly look like Chapel Stewart was safe, but the call in the, in, in the field by the umpire was that he was out. So, again, Theo Gillen still gets credit for the base hit. Now first pitch swinging here is Noah Cannon to lead things off. Cannon starting at the designated hitter spot here tonight. On Tuesday evening, went one for three with a big-time double. Walked twice. He was on the bag three times. As he went one for three with a hit, a run scored, and two walks. And the 0-1 pitch is a curveball that drifts away from the catcher Mendoza for ball one. Orts. Now delivers the 1-1, another off-speed pitch that's chopped at the plate, and Cannon was ahead of it. He knows it. Body language indicates exactly what he saw as his timing was just a hair off from Orts. Again, Orts is going to be the guy that drives you insane. Throws strikes but does not throw very hard. Here's the 1-2 pitch. He opts for the curveball, and the spinner stays outside for ball two. And I like Orts, just his command of the strike zone. He does have the ability to keep the, everybody off pace. Struggling a little bit in the top of the inning, but now here in the top of the second, he seems to have that curveball working, and the umpire agrees as he drops an Uncle Charlie on the outside corner for a called strike three. First strike out of the game for Orts, and it's Cannon as he strikes out looking for out number one. Bring up the shortstop, Mike Lustina, and Mike Lustina was in a good spot all night on senior night as he stands in. And Mike did not get a hit, but he got an RBI and scored three runs because he walked three times. And he looks at the first pitch offered him for a ball. So one ball, no strikes, one out, and Mikey doing a heck of a job at making patience his key ally at the plate. And he looks at another one upstairs for ball two. Again, Lustino walked on four straight pitches with the bases loaded and nobody out in the bottom of the eighth inning to win the game. As Westlake came back down 9-4, to four, and this time the 2-0 pitch is right in his wheelhouse, and he fouls it off right back to the screen. Nice job there of attacking the zone, and that's exactly what you want to do on a 2-0 pitch. Everybody talks about 2-0 pitch being a, a good hitter's count. I'll tell you after this 2-1 offering, this one's upstairs for ball three. When you're ready and prepared on a 2-0 hit, when the first two pitches have been out of the zone, you're looking at a certain area on the outer half of the plate. That is where Orts likes to stay, and he was eyeballing a certain spot in the zone and just missed it. Here's the 3-1. This one upstairs, but on the belt level, says our home plate umpire on the inside corner for a called strike two. Orts kind of sneaking in that fastball, working the other side of the plate. Lustina was looking away, and that one came inside. Here's the payoff pitch to Mikey Lustina. Swing and a miss, and back-to-back strikeouts as now command of the breaking pitches is there for Jake Orts. So one strikeout looking, another strikeout swinging, and it's going to bring up Nathan Duvall. And Duvall in Tuesday night's game went 0 for 1. With a walk. And with nobody on and two outs here in the top of the second inning, he looks at a first pitch in the dirt for ball one. 
Here's the 1-0 pitch from Ortz. And that one catches the outside corner for called strike one. Good-looking pitch there from the lanky southpaw as he stands in. Wind blowing out, making the ball dance a bit. Here's the 1-1. This one again, low and inside for ball two. Good breaking ball there. Good eye by Duvall. No doubt that was an effort really to get the ball on the inside part of the plate for Duvall and have the bottom drop out of it. It's a good attack there. Here's the 2-1 offering. This one is low and in for ball three. So Duvall with two outs and nobody on, trying to be that second leadoff man at the bottom of the order, trying to make th something happen for the top of the order. You remember in the top of the first inning, the first four hitters reach base. Here's the 3-1. This one low and outside for ball four. So Nathan Duvall doing his best to kind of start a two-out rally here. He has walked again in this series, and he trots down to first base. He'll have a courtesy runner. We'll tell you who that is as it looks like coming off the bench. To courtesy run is Hunter Hanalt. So Hanalt will be his runner, and it'll uh, send us back to the top of the order to Chapel Stewart, who uh, shocked everybody with a uh, a perfect bunt down the third base line. Now everybody is on their P's and Q's. Quick toss over to first base, and Hunter is back safely. Chapel again squaring around and putting the ball right up the third base line. Third baseman is staring right at the sun as it sets here on the south side of town. First offer to Chapel Stewart is another breaking ball outside for ball one. Far as I can tell from just our vantage point, folks, it looked like Ortz features obviously a fastball at uh, several different speeds. He's got a slider, he's got a changeup, and he's got a curveball. Here's the 1-0. This one rides low and inside for ball two. So five straight balls from Jake Ortz after back-to-back -back strikeouts of Noah Cannon and Mike Lustina. Bit of an issue here as he's falling behind Chapel Stewart. Chapel with a man on, trying to add to this lead. Swings and takes a mighty cut on the 2-0 pitch. Nice job there of keeping that ball a bit off speed as Chapel was looking for a fastball, and he got a wiggler and swung right through it. Two balls, one strike, taking off from first base and hammering the ball down the left field line. Foul is Chapel Stewart. Hunter Hanald had that base stolen for days. As he got a great jump off the leg kick out of the stretch by Orts. But that one a little bit too close for comfort, and Chapel Stewart trying to create some extra opportunity there for Hunter Hanalt to get on his motor. No doubt would have had an opportunity to score if that ball had been fair as Chapel scorched that ball down the line. Here's the 2-2. He looks at a curveball that stays outside for ball three. And the Austin High fans wanted that one, and we've seen that ball called a strike. It was actually an excellent frame by Mendoza as he stayed put right in a spot, froze his hand as the ball hit his mitt. But a payoff pitch coming here with two gone as Hanalt runs for Duvall, getting his lead from first base. Ortz kicks, fires. This one lifted into center field. Coming in and making the grab is Zach Williams as he had to sprint quickly to get up field and made the catch. So that'll retire the side here in the top of the second for the Westlake Chaparrales. No runs, no hits, and no errors, and one man left. We head to the bottom of the sixth inning. Westlake leading Austin High 2-0. Back in a moment, this is Westlake Baseball. 
Austin's new choice for BMW is proud to sponsor the Westlake Chaps. Hendrick BMW of South Austin is transforming the luxury car buying experience with a 100,000 square foot state-of-the-art facility just five miles south of downtown. With over 250 new BMWs in stock, plus a great selection of certified BMWs, you'll score big with the Hendrick difference. It's an automotive experience beyond your expectations. It's a winning drive just off South I-35 at Stastny Lane and BMW of South Austin. Hey, Westlake fans, you've heard that phrase, go local, right? Well, that's what the Felger Insurance Agency wants you to do when considering your insurance needs. Think about it. Would you want just an operator standing by, or do you want advice from a trusted source that lives and works right here in the Westlake Nation? Jeff is your farmer's agent in the hills of Westlake, and he can help you bundle all of your insurance needs just as easy as the Shaps score six on Friday night. Give him a shout today at 512-250-2334. Jeff is farmers, and Jeff is Westlake. We welcome back to live coverage of Westlake Baseball. 2-0 Shaps lead here in the bottom of the second inning. It'll be Brendan Mendoza, Tegan Mansfield, and Emilian, Emilian Del Riego to face Chance Cobert out for his second full inning of work. Mendoza stands in from the right side. The Austin I Maroon catcher stands with a slightly open stance, and he lines this one into center field on the first offer from Chance Covert for a base hit. Second hit of the ball game, and that one was squared up by Mendoza. He got all barrel on that ball and drove it right back towards center field. For the second hit for Austin High, as Mendoza collected a hit and two RBIs, along with a run score. Went one for two officially. Most of that damage done. In fact, all of that damage done. Done in the fir first four innings as Cole Foster was really the story of the game on the mound after taking over. Pitched four and two-thirds innings of shutout baseball. Only gave up one hit the rest of the way. Came in with one out. This one hammered down the left field line and taking about five steps up the first baseline with bat in hand is Tegan Mansfield. He thought that he had put one out of here, and it had every bit of the mustard needed to get out of the ballpark, but it was about five feet foul. So Mansfield stands back in. He collected two hits and two RBIs as well. This one chopped towards short, but cutting it off is Reese McCray. Quick throw to second base, and it is in time. Reese McCray using those long arms of his six foot three frame, cut that ball off from Mike Lustina and made the play as his momentum shifted towards second base. And that was a quick throw over to Theo Gillen to get the lead out. So Tegan Mansfield aboard, courtesy of the fielder's choice. Courtesy runner for Brendan Mendoza out at second base for the first out of the inning. So again, nobody in scoring position here, but Mansfield will have his lead from first base as Del Riego steps in. You'll remember Diego Del Riego hit the home run in the fourth inning that backed up a two-run double by the man that hit in front of him. Mansfield, again, he drove in two runs on a double to right center field, and then Del Riego followed with a two-run shot to drive himself and Mansfield in. Part of a four-run fourth inning and where nine runs scored against Westlake in the first four innings. 
Here's the 1-0 pitch. This one hit right back to Chance Covert. He caught the ball, fires over to first base after a brief moment of hesitation. I don't think Chance saw that he caught it, but somehow he did, and just like that, the inning is over. Chance Covert with a reaction off the bat as that ball was squared up by Del Riego. He catches it, fires back over to first base. It's in time to double off Mansfield. So Chance Covert, after allowing a base hit to lead the game off, Faces the minimum. No runs on a hit. There were no errors and no men left on base. We played two full innings here and quick work of the Austin High Maroons in the bottom of the second inning. We'll be right back. Westlake leading Austin High 2 to nothing. This is Westlake Baseball. Whether you're watching football hanging at the tailgate or playing around to golf, you want to look sharp. That's why we've partnered with Cricket Shirts. And according to co-founder Billy, he's all about keeping it Austin. I mean, if there ever was a city that sort of captured the spirit of the 19th hole, it's Austin, Texas. And if there's anything that ever like kind of captured the spirit of community, it's Texas high school football. And co-founder Hobson Brown agrees. It's the perfect shirt for all occasions. Yeah, it's a shirt you can wear uh, on the course. It's a shirt you can wear in the boardroom. And it's a shirt you can wear to the football game on a Friday night. Find your design at Cricket Shirts. Hey, us Texans, we have a lot in common. We have a lot of state pride. We all love football, and we all love our Tex-Mex. Well, now, my friends at the Carol's Cafe and Cantina are giving you the chance to get your Tex-Mex fix right after you get your Friday Night Lights football fix. After the Friday Night Lights are done and the fourth quarter ends, the Carol's Cafe and Cantina will kick off its fifth quarter, staying open late so you can enjoy the best Tex-Mex in the ATX after watching some of the best high school football in the ATX. Getting a Tex-Mex state of mind with the Carol's Cafe and Cantina, the best Tex-Mex in the ATX. We welcome you back to live coverage of Westlake Baseball presented by Cobert Bastrop. Joe Taylor joining you live here for the top of the third inning. It'll be Theo Gillen, Blake Peterson, and Braden Davis to lead things off. Theo Gillen singled and scored his last time up. He also followed up Chapel Stewart's infield hit with a base hit of his own. He swings and misses at the first curveball offered from Jake Ortz, and that was a beaut. When it's rocking, folks, Jake Ortz has some nasty movement. He's into the line in the 0-1. This one again, low and away as he breaks it off there to the left-handed hitting second baseman for the Westlake Chaparrals. As two freshmen start tonight here is customary as Chance Covert takes the mound. Theo Gillen, again, freshman. Gets out of the way of this baseball as it stays inside. and Looks like Mendoza misread the rotation of that ball as he was looking for it to come across the plate on the outside part and it stayed inside and sailed all the way to the wall. So it is two balls and one strike as Gillen stands in. Slightly open stance from the left side. Here's the 2-1 from Ortz. This fastball low and away for ball three. So after getting ahead with the first pitch, Ortz has fallen behind Theo Gillen, freshman second baseman back in from the left side. Here's the 3-1, and this one is low and away for ball four. So Gillen trots down to first base as the Shaps get a base runner to lead things off here in the top of the third. It'll bring up Blake Peterson, who smashed a base hit to right field. And you want to talk about having a good first year on varsity, and then there's Blake Peterson's year as a sophomore, leading hitter on the ball club, helping out in a number of ways at the plate. Ortz offers, and he swings and pops it up here towards second base. Hayden O'Shea backing up a couple steps, and the catch is made. Infield fly as Peterson, again, ever the aggressive hitter, just couldn't barrel that one up. So it leaves 
Peterson on the bench and Gillen at first base. And there's one gone. Here in the top of the third, it's going to bring up Braden Davis, who narrowly missed a home run, and they've got Theo Gillen picked off. Gillen racing down to second base, and the tag is in time. He is caught stealing on the putout as a strong throw from first base after the pick. Good move by Orts as the lefty lulled the freshman into sleep, and there are two gone here as the throw was accurate to second base and the tag applied by John Eric Giannis. Nice job defensively there as Theo Gillen gets picked off of first base and now the base is empty and two outs for Braden Davis Davis swings and offers at the first deuce rolled off the left arm of Jake Ortz and he swings over the top of it for strike one the 0-1 offering is called strike two on the outside part of the plate as Davis now down, no balls and two strikes. So after getting a leadoff walk, Westlake now in the exact same spot. But Braden Davis on the 0-2 fastball away, hammers it into right center field. He rounds first. Here comes the throw. He'll stop there for a two-out double. The ball's cut off by the second baseman, Hayden O'Shea. He tosses it back into Giannis. And Braden Davis has two doubles in his first two at-bats. So, again, he is not going quietly so that's the unfortunate part for Westlake as Theo Gillen in his attempt to steal second base and getting picked off is now the difference between a potential run or at least runners at second and third with one out that'll bring up Reese McCray who flied out to right field for the second out of the inning so two runners thrown out on bases tonight for the Chaparrales through the first three innings. But Davis answers with a double to right center field. So two for two with two doubles and two RBIs as the senior gets his lead away from second base. And Reese McCray is down, no balls and one strike as he stands in. He fouls this one off towards the right side. This is out of play towards where the concession stands would normally be. But not during COVID-19, unfortunately. No balls, two strikes, two outs. Braden Davis aboard with a two-out double. Here's the 0-2 to McCray. He looks at a curveball upstairs and outside for ball one. Again, looked good as Mendoza caught it from where he was set up, but again, that was above the belt and about a ball and a half outside. So one ball, two strikes, two outs. Davis gets his lead from second. Orts kicks, fires. This one hammered into left center field. Racing over is Williams, and this is over his head. Davis is going to soar. Rounding first and stopping at second base is Reese McRae. That is his third double of the series, and he drives in Braden Davis. They switch places, and the Chaparral's lead 3 to nothing here in the top of the third on the boom from Reese McRae. That one stung as it sailed all the way to the wall, again, just to the left of the 401 sign as that ball hit the wind and just kept going. I thought Williams was going to have a play on the ball, but it looked like the wind just kind of took the ball over his head. He was headed for it on a straight line to his right as he raced towards the power alley, and the wind just kept the ball moving over his head. And it's going to bring up. Ethan Wolfong, who will bat with a runner in scoring position and two outs. So a bit of a two-out rally here for Westlake as Reese McRae doubles home Braden Davis. 
First pitch to Wilfong is a fastball in the outside corner for a called strike one. Good mentality there from Orts coming right back with a fastball. Now the 0-1 to Wilfong. And this time he goes to the curveball and it gets Wilfong out in front and he swings and misses at a ball that dove towards his cleats. Good 12-6 motion there off the curveball to Ethan Wilfong. Here's the 0-2, and he lines this one into right field. It's going to back up Del Reggio, and he makes the catch. Del Reggio makes the grab for the final out of the inning as Wilfong flies out to right on the 0-2 count. That'll do it, but Westlake able to scratch a run. They do so on two hits, both of them doubles. No errors in the inning, and one man left on base. We head to the bottom of the third inning. Westlake leading Austin High 3 to nothing. Back in a moment, this is Westlake Baseball. All right, we're live inside of Texas Honey Ham. Joe Taylor alongside Taco Rob. Taco Rob, we know about the tacos at Texas Honey Ham. We know how great breakfast is. I've got this big office meeting coming up later this week. Can I just do box lunches where everybody can just order what they want? Oh, yeah, we got box lunches that come with a cold sandwich, cookie, and a chip. We could do a club box lunch, a pulled pork box lunch. We're even now offering a half a sandwich and a tiny salad box lunch for the healthy people. He's Taco Rob from Texas Honey Ham. They're changing the world one taco at a time. Thanks, man. Thank you. Plan your catering event at TexasHoneyHam.com. The STEAM team knows the value of customer satisfaction. As a locally owned Westlake business, the STEAM team is committed to serving its community. As proud sponsors of Westlake Athletics, they have over two decades of experience in cleaning and maintaining commercial and residential flooring, upholstery, air ducting, tile, and much more. The STEAM team can even take care of your area rugs, and they're experts in cleaning natural stone and hardwood floors. Call for a free quote today at 451-TEAM. That's 451 8326 or click the We welcome you back. As live coverage continues of Westlake Baseball, as Chance Covert out for his third inning of work here in the bottom of the third. First pitch swinging here is Hayden O'Shea, and he lines this one into right field. Peterson has it on a hop, fires back into Gillen, but again, Austin High, as we saw in the first four innings, can hit the baseball, and right now I wouldn't necessarily say they're teeing off, but that's the third hit, and all three hits have been well struck. So Hayden O'Shea leads off with a base hit to right field, and it's going to bring up John Eric Giannis. Infield and double play depth here, and at about even with the bag is Reese McCray. Covert has his sign, and he fires a curveball that's in the dirt, dug out nicely there and blocked by Nathan Duvall, and O'Shea will stay put. Long look in by Covert. He's got his sign. He stretches at the letters. Quick check. And he fires. This one is snagged as it's hit hard down the first base line. Davis had to go to his knees to try to make the cl to clean play. He's able to get a glove on it. And when he actually went to the ground, the momentum and the force that he hit the ground with actually jarred the ball loose momentarily as he got up. So a nice play there on the fielder's choice as it's a fine, unassisted play by the first baseman, Braden Davis. Again, dove to his left, 
knocked the ball down right in front of the bag. It kind of ricocheted off him. He chased down the ball, dove back to the bag, and tagged the bag with the ball as Giannis rolled by. So one out, but it does move O'Shea into scoring position, and it'll bring up the top of the order, and Luke Young swings at a chance curve, curve ball and comes up empty for strike one. Young grounded out to Theo Gillen his last time up, 0 for 1 in the ballgame. He went 1 for 5 with two runs scored and a strikeout on Tuesday night. And he stands in here with a chance to do some damage with a runner in scoring position. That is O'Shea, who led the inning off with a base hit to right. This one hops away as it hits the dirt before it gets to the plate. This will be a wild pitch and moving up. From second to third is Hayden O'Shea. So 90 feet away from home plate, and now fly ball is your friend if you're Luke Young, especially with the wind blowing the way that it is. Folks, if you get it up in the air tonight, it's going to go away, as we have seen a, a couple of times here as the ball's flying off the bat. Covert, long look into Duvall here, trying to maintain some composure with a 3-0 lead. The freshman fires. This one lifted foul down the right field line and out of play. So standing in 0 for 1 is Luke Young. Again, Hayden O'Shea at third base. He led the inning off with a base hit to right. First pitch swinging as he lined it hard to uh, in front of Blake Peterson in right field. Fine defensive play by Braden Davis at first base as he dove on a bounding ball to first base. Hit well on the ground. He's able to put a body in front of it. And now the 1-2 offering here. This one low and outside on the fastball from Covert. Now leaving up the count at two balls and two strikes. Good purpose pitch there from Covert. Deliberately going to the outside part of the plate there, well out of the strike zone. Two balls, two strikes. Luke Young waits from the right side. And this one, again, an off-speed pitch on the 2-2. Left up in the zone and fouled off. And Covert knows he got away with one there as that one was way up in the zone. The only saving grace is that it was a little outside. Now Covert looking back in for the 2-2. He kicks and fires. This one is low and inside and blocked nicely there by Nathan Duvall as it kind of kicked up towards the third base line. He's able to keep it in front of him, and right there at third base is Hayden O'Shea, and he goes right back to the bag. Most of the field in shade now with the sun setting as we're into our first hour of this ballgame. Payoff pitch coming here to Luke Young, and this one is hammered into center field for an RBI base hit. As Luke Young drives in Hayden O'Shea. So, again, nice two-strike hitting there for Luke Young as he hammers it right back up the middle and into center field for the RBI. First run of the ball game here for Austin High, and now they're on the board on their fourth hit of the ball game, and it's 3-1 to one Westlake as Hayden O'Shea let off the inning with a hit. Luke Young comes right back and delivers the RBI single to drive him in. And it'll bring up Zach Williams, who singled his first time up. And was left stranded at second base. Covert swings and a miss does Zach Williams. Now a quick snap throw down to first base. Back quickly is Luke Young. Good recognition there by Nathan Duvall as Duvall blocked the ball in the dirt on the swing and a miss. Actually gloved it and quickly 
threw down to first base. Nice snap throw there. So Covert got that curveball to kind of dance out of the zone low and away and initiated that swing from Williams. Now the southpaw stretches at the letters and the pitch. This one hammered on the ground, foul up the third baseline for strike two. So no balls, two strikes, one out, double play in order. Reese McCray kind of even with the bag at third base. And now the 0-2 offering here from Chance Covert. He kicks and fires. That one is a curveball, and it stays high and outside for ball one. As Zach Williams testing his patience there as that ball was up in the zone, but it was well out. So one ball, two strikes here as Covert has his pitch selected. Quick snap throw over to first base and diving back safely is Luke Young. Again, Young aboard via the RBI single. Inning started off with a base hit on the first pitch offered to Hayden O'Shea. He ripped it to right field. Then an unassisted play at the first base by Braden Davis. Moved O'Shea into second. A wild pitch moved him to third. And then Young delivered the RBI single. Young now getting his lead and on the one-two, this one offered, and it's a fastball hit foul out of play near the concourse level. Got some great news in Westlake Nation to report to you here after this uh, one-ball, two-strike pitch here with one gone and a man at first base. Covert peers in from the 6A UIL State Wrestling Meet. Here's the one-two. This one hit on the ground towards Reese McCray. He can't get to it. Lustina is up with it, does not waste a moment, firing it across the diamond with a 3-1 lead. He just eats it up. And, again, that's more or less a base hit as Reese McCray tried to make the play. It actually didn't hit his glove, but it was in between third and short. Looked like he might have had the opportunity to at least get the ball, but it hopped kind of out of his reach and it hit the lip of the grass between where the cut of the grass and the dirt begins. It kind of hopped by him. So, again, no error on that play. It's an infield base hit technically for Williams, and now there's runners at first and second with one gone. Zach Williams leans in here from first base. Bit of a jam here as Ben Abel steps up. He grounded out to his counterpart, Braden Davis's last time up. So two plays made at first base here in the first three at-bats for Austin High and Westlake. No balls in one strike as Abel. Looks at strike one. And here's the 0-1 offering from Covert. As he looks back at Williams, he kicks and fires. This one, a good pitch that's low in the zone. Looked like it was on the inside part of the plate, but just below the knee. That's ball one. So leaving up the count, one ball and one strike. Jocelyn Lass wrestling in the 110-pound class at the 6A state wrestling meet. Finishes third today with her effort out at the Berry Center in Cyprus. Congratulations to Jocelyn Lass. Top three in the state at 110 pounds. Now Covert delivering the 1-1. This fastball, or this curveball swung on and missed. The snap throw down to first will actually advance a runner as Britt Peterson fire, Blake Peterson fires the ball back into home plate. As I mentioned that, a swing and a miss at the plate. So Ben Abel is now looking at a one-ball, two-strike count. But because Zach Williams had ventured so far off of first base, 
Duvall threw down to first base, and that ball, along with the first baseman, Braden Davis, and Zach Williams, it all kind of came together right at the bag, and the ball got through to right field. So advancing from second to third is Luke Young. Williams has to stay put at first because that's where he was headed. So now runners at first and third, and it was a swinging strike at the plate. So now the count is correct. It should be one ball and two strikes. And that is the situation here. Big strikeout opportunity here for Chance Covert. Kind of gets him out of a jam. Here's the one ball, two strike count. As Chance takes a look, comes back with the curveball. This lifted high in the air to right field. Peterson's got a beat on it. He's made the catch, tagging from third base. Here's the throw. It's going to be cut off and not in time. And there are now two runs on the board as Luke Young scores. That's how big that misplayed ball at first base. Again, tough break for Braden Davis and Nathan Duvall as that ball just kind of got there. Davis wasn't necessarily late getting to the bag, but the throw got on him real quick from Duvall and the snap throw down. And it was a situation where Davis, along with Williams, got all kind of tangled up. But a sacrifice fly and an RBI by Ben Abel, drives in the second run of the game. First pitch swinging here for Orts. It's a high fly ball down the left field line. The wind brought it back for Wilfong. He goes into foul territory and has to dive to make the play. Nicely done there by Ethan Wilfong. He is battling the swirling wind. Got a beat on the ball. It would have been foul, but he had to run a long way to get there and then adjust as the ball came down, and that'll do it. But... Two-run score for Austin High in the bottom of the third inning. They get two runs. They do so on three hits along with a sacrifice fly. There were there was one man left on base and no errors for the Westlake Chaparrales. We've played three full, and we've got a ball game here, folks, as we head to the top of the fourth inning. Westlake leading 3-2. to two. This is Westlake Baseball. Hey, Westlake fans, you hear me every week talk about the white glove storage and delivery of the game. That's when one of our shops scores big on Friday night. White glove storage and delivery is an Austin original, and it's Westlake owned and operated. White glove has supported the Eanes community for over a decade. And like the shops, white glove has a passion for excellence. So when it comes to packing, moving, temperature controlled storage, or even delivery, contact white glove. Click whitegloveDelivery.com. That's on the web at whitegloveDelivery.com. Serving Eanes and the Westlake community for over 10 years. White glove storage and delivery. Taking the kids out to eat isn't always easy. They never want to sit still and let's face it, a restaurant isn't the best place to keep a kid entertained. Thankfully there's Hat Creek Burger Company. Every Hat Creek location has an awesome playscape for the kids to run wild while you enjoy a hot meal and an ice cold beverage. Hat Creek has a lot more than just burgers. Their menu can be modified to fit your lifestyle whether gluten free, paleo or vegetarian. Did I mention they have breakfast too? Every day at 7am. Hat Creek Burger Company, a proud sponsor of Westlake Nation. We welcome you back to the top of the fourth inning. It'll be the bottom of the lineup for the Westlake Chaparrales. Noah Cannon, Mike Lustina, and Nathan Duvall, the 7-8-9 hitters here, do in the top of the fourth. As Austin I scratch back, two runs on three hits, no errors, and a man left in the bottom of the third inning. They're now down by one, trying to salvage game two here after the come-from-behind victory by Westlake in game one. Orts out for his second or fourth full inning of work, and he starts off Noah Cannon with a breaking ball low and away. Again, 
Only one district series remains, and it is Lake Travis. Swing and a miss on the 1-0 pitch there from Cannon as he is well ahead. Goes through a little timing mechanism there. Is, and the 1-1 pitch stays low and outside for ball two. Three runs, six hits. It looks like they are going to give Westlake one error. Here's the 2-1, and this one hammered deep to left field, racing over as Young, looking up, and this one is going to carry all the way to the wall. Now rounding first and stopping at second base. Double department here for the Westlake Chaparrales as Noah Cannon has hit a leadoff double, and again, the wind playing havoc. I shouldn't really describe accurately the, the wind situation. It is about 10 to 15 miles an hour. The wind is gusting, though, up top above the fence line. So when the ball gets up above the fence line and really up above the foul pole here at Burger Center, it is riding. So technically, in that situation, Cannon just hit a long fly ball, but playing straight up left field was Luke Young, and this one was hit down the line. He had to run a long way to get there, and the ball was just continuing to blow out with the wind, and it hopped right in front of the 311 sign for the leadoff double. Looks like we do have a courtesy runner. It'll be Patrick Devlin. So Devlin is going to come in and pinch run for Noah Cannon, who has led this inning off here in the fourth with a double, and it's going to bring up Mike Lustina, who struck out swinging his first time up. Immediately he looks to bunt the ball and does so nicely. This is going to move a one runner from second to third as Devlin moves up on the sacrifice bunt by Lustina. Heck of a job there on the execution as he laid that ball out perfectly in front of the plate towards the third base side. Strong play there by Orts as he fires over to Abel, but doing his job there, moving Devlin up from second to third is Mike Lustino on the sacrifice bunt for the first out of the inning, and it gives Nathan Duvall an opportunity here with a man 90 feet away from home plate. First pitch swinging at the breaking ball low and away from Orts, and it's fouled off towards the concourse level behind the first base stands. Again, fly ball your friend here, especially on a day like today where the wind is gusting out. Get the ball up in the air and... Let the win take care of it, but this time hit on the line. One hop, and it's to the right side. So Duvall's going to get an RBI here. And if you can't get the ball in the air, folks, what you want to do with a man on is put the ball in play on the right side of the defense. They were playing at normal depth, and Westlake pushes, off, pushes across a run via small ball. They sacrifice Cannon's leadoff double up to third base, and Devlin has scored on the fielder's choice there as Nathan Duvall will get credit for the RBI. And that'll be the second out of the inning as he grounds out to second. But Chapel Stewart, again, takes a strike here as there are two gone and nobody on base now. Swings and misses at a curveball there on the 0-1 pitch as he was way out in front. Chapel is one for two in the ballgame. Flew out to end the top of the second. Flew out to his counterpart, Williams in center, and he swings and misses. Good morning, good afternoon, good night for Chapel Stewart as he looks at three pitches, all of them strikes. And Stewart is gone to end the inning as he strikes out swinging. But the Chaparrales scratch a run. They get one run. They do so on one hit. There were no errors and no men left on base. We head to the bottom of the fourth inning as Westlake gets a run back after two runs went on the board for Austin High in the bottom of the third. We head to the bottom of the fourth. Westlake leading 4-2. to two. We'll be right back. This is Westlake Baseball. 
When you buy or sell a piece of property, it helps to have a friend in the business. Independence Title will pick up the ball on your transaction and take it across the goal line. Independence is locally owned right here in Austin with deep roots in the Westlake community. Independence is also the Austin Business Journal's number one title company. Work with a home team at Independence Title. Call 329-5299 or go to independencetitle.com. In the battle for barbecue supremacy, warriors pit prime meats, secret sauces, and recipes against one another. Yet one champion stands alone. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue in the modern-day vernacular, where bad means good. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue has the worst barbecue in Texas. We welcome you back to live coverage of Westlake Baseball. Joe Taylor joining you again. Uh, just the one error in the ball game charged, I believe, unfortunately, to Nathan Duvall. It was a throwing error that allowed a runner to eventually score. So, again, just want to make sure that we're on the accuracy side. Unfortunately, there was just kind of a situation where Nathan made a strong throw to first base, but because Braden Davis and Zach Williams kind of collided at first base, in the event of uh, the tag out, and the ball just got by it. It'll be Brendan Mendoza, Tegan Mansfield, and Del Riego to start things off here. The uh, five, six, and seven hole hitters as they add two runs in the bottom of the third. Westlake able to scratch a run in the top of the fourth to get a two-run lead. It's four to two. Westlake with the lead and the first offer from Chance Covert out for his fourth inning of work is a curveball that uh, rides into the dirt and outside for ball one. So far, Covert through three innings, giving up two runs on five hits. Only one of those runs are earned. He struck out one, haven't walked anybody. And now into the 1-0 to Mendoza. Mendoza has one of those hits as he lined a single up the middle to lead things off in the second. Then a fielder's choice by Mansfield, and then a line drive off the bat of Del Riego. And Covert was able to double off Mansfield. Comes back with a 2-0 fastball here, and that is just outside for ball three. So Covert behind Mendoza, who has done his part of getting on base in this series for Austin High. Here's the 3-0. Fastball catches the inside corner for a called strike one. Good pitch there from Covert. Again, not necessarily just laying it up there for Mendoza to hit. Not that he's veering away from a take sign on 3-0, but... Here's where you got to be careful. The 3-1. This one swung on and missed. He changed speeds on the fastball there, and just a bit behind it was Mendoza. So he's worked it back to a full count, has Covert, from a 3-0 situation. Now three balls and two strikes as the southpaw freshman into the wind and the pitch. This one lined right back at him. He puts a glove on it barely. But it'll float into center field as once again Mendoza showing his prowess by taking the ball where it's pitched. That ball was away, bit up, and he drove it right back up the middle. Covert, I thought, might have a chance to maybe snag it on the way by or at least put enough of a glove on it where it would kill the momentum and maybe Gillen would have a play on the catcher. But Mendoza has hit his way on again with a base knock to center field. Two for two on the night. Nice job there with Mendoza. Once again, 
representing the leadoff hitter in an inning, and he leads off both the second and the fourth with a base hit, followed up by Mansfield, who looks at a ball inside. Nice breaking pitch there from Covert, just a little bit too far inside. As he continues to work inside on right-handed hitters, now hit on the ground towards the right side, and playing in double play depth was Gillen, so it's going to bleed through. Peterson is up with it, throws back to second to perhaps maybe catch the courtesy runner off guard just a bit. But he is back safely. Darren Wilkerson, the courtesy runner for Mendoza, as he rounded second. Peterson tried to back pick him as he fired straight to Gillen. Again, just a bounding ball on the right side, but because of where Gillen was playing and the reaction of Braden Davis going towards the bag, just cruised into right field for the second straight hit. So Wilkerson moves up to second base. Tegan Mansfield on at first base. And it's going to bring up Del Riego. Del Riego squares around to bunt, now throwing back towards second base, and Mike Lustina runs that Pat, runs that Nathan Duvall pick down. Well done, as it was on the second base side. Lustina broke behind him as Wilkerson got a huge lead. Duvall fired a very good pickoff play from behind home plate to second base, and Lustina had to run that one down as kind of the wind took that one away from Duvall as it was sailing just a bit right at the bag. It wasn't a bad throw. Just a long way for Lustina to run as they thought they had Wilkerson picked off at second base. Again, strike on the pitch to Mansfield. It's now no balls and one strike with first runners at first and second. Once again, he is squaring around to bunt is Del Riego. And he pulls it back and... Uh, Chops one towards third. Reese McCray able to fire the ball across the diamond, but it is not in time as it pulls Braden Davis off the bag. Davis had to, again, it was a quick throw because the ball was hit so softly as it was chopped up. Not too sure what JT Blair is going to argue here to the home plate umpire. He's maybe perhaps arguing that there was maybe interference from Del Riego, and he's going to go have a conversation with the field umpire. We'll see what it's all about. So once again, looks like looks like perhaps maybe they've called out Del Riego for that interference. So we'll see. It's a conversation with the umpire here. And now Tyler Vale has taken the opportunity to go talk to his pitcher here with runners at second and third. And for the moment, it appears, no, it looks like, no, Del Riego is safe. So the argument, I think he went to go get a different batting helmet there. But the argument was that there was maybe some contact at first base. I didn't see any as Braden Davis had to come off the bag. Perhaps maybe the field umpire questioning if the ball was actually fair if it was maybe a potentially a ball that it hit behind the plate and then rolled. It was a very slow rolling ground ball off the bat of Del Riego. The, really, the for a guy that has hit some pretty good shots in this series, that's one of the softest balls we've seen him hit this in this two games. But now, in business, are the Austin I Maroons with the bases loaded and nobody out. So it is an error. On Reese McRae's throw, Mansfield moves up to second. Wilkerson moves to third, and it's a bases loaded, nobody out situation here in a 4-2 ball game. Chance Covert comes back with a curveball that catches the outside corner for a called strike one. 
So, again, a lot going on as JT Blair had an argument of some sort to make. But Del Riego is safe on the throwing error. As the ball got loose from the Chaparral bullpen, Boomer Collins sneaking up behind the first base coach for Austin High and snagging that ball before it came into play. So no balls in one strike here to Hayden O'Shea, who hit a line drive base hit and scored in the third, part of that two runs that did score for Austin High. He hits this one softly back towards the mound. It's going to ricochet, and there's not much of a play to make. Chance Covert able to step on the bag. Wow. So one run does score as coming home is Wilkerson. That ball, once again, hit so softly and then right around the cut of the dirt and the grass near the mound area, it kind of ricocheted over towards first base. Coming up and charging was Braden Davis, and somehow Chance Covert beat Hayden O'Shea to the bag as he took the flip from Braden Davis. So there's one gone. As O'Shea is out, but he does get credit for the RBI, he again puts it in play on the right side, and it's 4-3 Westlake. Nice play there by Chance Covert to hustle over and beat O'Shea to the bag. Now runners at second and third, and a timeout's been called as John Eric Giannis stands in. He grounded out to Braden Davis. There's been a lot of activity on the right side of the infield here, and Braden Davis... Now here's a chopper towards second base. Thean Gillen has it, pulls it out of his glove late, throws over, and it is not in time. Another run is scored, and the ball game is tied. Again, the ball has not been hit very well in the last three batters. Del, Del Riego hit a ball that took about six hops, and once again, Reese McRae had to charge it and throw it. His throwing error led to him getting on base. Wilkerson was able to advance. Then Hayden O'Shea hits a soft ground ball towards the first base side of the mound, which Chance Covert covers first base. And now John Herakianis has hit the ball softly here to Theo Gillen, and Theo Gillen could not pull the ball out in time to get him. And another run has scored, and the ball game is tied. So... Tegan Mansfield is the runner that scored... And Del Riego is now on at third base. It's a first and third situation here as John Eric Llanos leads off at first base. First and third, only one out. And Luke Young at the plate looking at a the 0-1, and it's a ball. So that will even up the count at one ball and one strike. Luke Young, one for two, singled and drove in a run in the bottom of the third. And now the go-ahead run 90 feet away from home plate for Austin High. Here's the 1-1, curveball swung on and missed. Duvall bluffing the throw down to first base. Giannis safely back. So, again, like I said, the ball has not left the infield in the last three hitters. And two runs have scored for Austin High. Just a bad break there. Four chance covert. But now one ball, two strike count here to Luke Young. Trying to get that second out, and he fouls it at the plate on that 1-2 offer. And again, Chance going back to the curveball. So now with the foul ball at the plate, 
It'll reload the count at one ball and two strikes. Covert with a long look over to first base. This fastball comes inside and just off the inside corner for ball two. Good-looking pitch there for Chance Covert as he bowed up and came inside on Luke Young. Young was looking for something away, and that one kind of sh shocked him just a bit. And the home plate umpire believes that that ball is inside. So two balls and two strikes. Now Covert back to the curveball. This one hops down in front of Duvall. Duvall's going to throw it, and it's going to sail over the second base into center field to Chapel Stewart. A throwing error by Nathan Duvall as the ball slips out of his hands. And just like that, Austin High on a throwing error by Nathan Duvall have scored the fifth run of the ball game. Del Riego scores, and it's 5-4. to four. Austin High snags the lead after Westlake got the early lead 2 to nothing. Austin High has come back with two runs in the bottom of the third and now three runs here in the bottom of the fourth to lead 5-4. to four. More importantly, it does move up. John Eric Janus, who was at second base, now he moves up to third base. Representing the sixth run of the ball game here, and there's still just one out. High pop fly as the infield was drawn in. Long run for Lustina. It's going to land behind the cut of the grass in the outfield. Lustina and the entire infield was playing up. He had to go back from the cut of the grass in the infield to the cut of the grass in the outfield, and that ball lands right behind where he would normally be standing. So, again, all kinds of difficult luck here as John Eric Giannis scores the sixth run of the ball game for Austin High, fourth run of the inning, and the ball technically hasn't left the infield. <laughs> so Luke Young hits an RBI single that most likely would have been an out in any other occasion, but because Westlake's trying to stop the bleeding and stop the scoring, the infield was pulled in towards the grass, and with that, Luke Young taking advantage of where the players were and just hit a pop-up, and it got behind Lustina, so he gets credit for the RBI. Westlake again struggling here. This call to the bullpen brought to you by Independence Title. We'll be right back. This is Westlake Baseball. When you buy or sell a piece of property, it helps to have a friend in the business. Independence Title will pick up the ball on your transaction and take it across the goal line. Independence is locally owned right here in Austin with deep roots in the Westlake community. Independence is also the Austin Business Journal's number one title company. Work with a home team at Independence Title. Call 329-5299 or go to independencetitle.com. We walk you back to live coverage. Again, new pitcher in the ballgame, Cole Foster, who came in on Tuesday night. Pitched four and two-thirds innings of shutout baseball. Got the win. He's back in business here in the second game of the series. Foster, 18 innings pitched. He's appeared in eight games, started three. He's 1-0 with the win against Austin High. He's given up nine runs, nine hits. Only six of those nine are earned. Ten walks, 23 strikeouts. He's hit a batter at an ERA of 2.33. And he stands in 
with a runner at first base, and that is Luke Young. Austin High has erupted with four runs, and only one ball has technically left at the infield in the last five batters. Foster delivers the hook, the check swing, and going around is Zach Williams on the high curveball from the lefty. As that ball was right around his shoulders, looked big to Zach Williams, and he could not control his swing as it crossed home plate. Here's the 0-1, another curveball chopped on the ground again towards Theo Gillen at second. He gets the big hop and fires quickly to Braden Davis to nip Williams. So again, this will advance Luke Young into scoring position here, but there are now two gone in the inning as Zach Williams grounds out to Theo Gillen. It'll bring up Ben Abel with a man in scoring position here as Abel hit an RBI sacrifice fly his last time up. Drove in the second run of the third inning, and now he's a part of an opportunity here with a four spot in the bottom of the fourth. Westlake has given up their 3-2 lead and 4-2 lead, and now trails 6-4. Foster throws a fastball on the inside part of the plate for a called ball one. Again, from our vantage point, folks, that had to be inside because that was a good-looking fastball from the – Left-handed junior right on the inside part of the plate. And some groans from the Westlake faithful. Now the 1-0 pitch on the way here is a quick check on Luke Young at second. This curveball is now in the dirt. Here's a throw by Duvall. Throw down to third is in time as the ball hopped away from him. And that's a good opportunity there for Nathan Duvall to build up some confidence as... Luke Young is caught stealing to end the inning. Ben Abel will be our hitter in the bottom of the fifth inning. But, wow, four runs cross home plate. And, folks, outside of the base hits by Brendan Mendoza and Tegan Mansfield, not a ball left the infield after Mansfield's single. Del Riego reached on an error. Hayden O'Shea drove in an RBI with runners on as uh, he grounded out to Braden Davis as he tossed to Chance Covert. Then another error on the play by John Eric Giannis by the second baseman Theo Gillen. So again, three errors in that inning for Westlake lead to four runs for Austin High. They do so on four hits. And there was one man left on base. So we played four full we come back for the top of the fifth inning right after this. This is Westlake Baseball. Mighty Fine Burgers, Fries, and Shakes is from right here in Austin. As you know, Austin has several fine burger establishments. That's why we're especially proud that Zagat has rated Mighty Fine Burgers, Fries, and Shakes the number one burger in Austin. So is it Zagat or Zagat's? Hmm. Like I said, there are several good burger places here in Austin. But as you know, there's good and then there's mighty fine. Mighty fine burgers, fries, and shakes. Choosing the right bank for your business or project can be a challenging decision. What services can I get? What's the best move for me? The best move for Westlake is Plains Capital Bank. They work here, they live here, and they raise their families right here in Westlake. They're committed to Westlake Athletics. They've got the big bank tools with community bank service. Go to plainscapital.com or simply stop by the Westlake branch located just behind the shops at Mira Vista on Bee Caves just west of Mopac. Working for Westlake right here in Westlake. Plains Capital Bank, member FDIC. 
We welcome you back to live coverage. Again, four runs on three hits. Three Westlake errors lead to four runs in that inning, folks. Four errors in the ball game for Westlake. And uh, Austin I has fought their way back into this after getting down two to nothing. They trailed three to two coming into the fourth inning. They trailed four to two coming into their half of the fourth. And they answer with four runs on their own. So now Theo Gillen stands in to lead things off here in the top of the fifth inning. And Westlake down six to four. And the first pitch from Jake Ortz is a curveball that catches the outside corner for strike one. So Chance Covert out of the ball game, and now officially Ben Foster, the pitcher of record. Ortz is out, and he fires a curveball that dances past the bat of Theo Gillen for a call for a strike two, swinging. Gillen again just trying to shake off that error at second base as he had to at several slow hit balls his way. 0-2 pitch is just outside. Four ball one. Again, you can hear the moan of the crowd. So one ball, two strikes. Nobody out here is Theo Gillen trying to work his way back into this one. He hits one sharply back up the middle, and this is going to make it through. A CNI single here for Gillen. Nice two-strike hitting there as Gillen is aboard with a leadoff single. He is now two for two in the ballgame. He's reached base all three times. Singleton scored back in the first. Again, that Brilliant bunt up the third base line following Chapel Stewart's infield hit. And now Theo Gillen has hit his way aboard here with a clean single. And it'll bring up Blake Peterson, who is also one for two in this ballgame. Popped out to the second baseman his last time up. And takes the first pitch ball low and away outside. Peterson one for two with a run scored. Single to right in the first pitch he saw. Now represents the tying run for Westlake. Ortz, another fastball. This one is outside for ball two. Ortz, again, first time he's led in this ballgame, or I should say had a lead to work off of in this ballgame. Now two balls and no strikes here as he's falling behind Peterson. Now quick throw over as Gillen was already picked off once in this ballgame. Again, it was the 1-3-6 put out as he is attempting to steal the move from the southpaw, Ortz, got him. Now the 2-0 is lifted foul and out of play. A bit high in the zone there on that attack from Peterson. You can see third base coach Boomer Collins talking about picking out his pitch on 2-0 as that was a little high and outside the zone. Now two balls and one strike. And he checks his swing and... That is called strike two by our home plate umpire. So that'll even up the count as Peterson really wanted to unleash his bat there. Just couldn't make his mind up. And now the 2-2 from Ortz. This one hammered into right center field for a base hit. Rounding second and heading for third is Gillen. Up with it in center field is Williams. He fires back in. Stopping at third base is Theo Gillen. And that's what speed can do for you as the freshman moves from first to third on just a base hit to right center field. He got a good jump, and Peterson is aboard with his second hit of the ball game. And now the Chaparrells have runners at first and third with nobody out. So threatening here against Jake Ortz. And it's going to give Braden Davis an opportunity. Davis two for two with two doubles and two RBIs. He scored in the third as the Chaparral scratched a run with two outs. And now he hits a sharp ground ball that's going to score a run. 
into left field. Third hit of the ball game for Braden Davis as he rips the first pitch thrown to him by Orts for an RBI single and is now Austin I-6, Westlake 5. Stopping at second base is Peterson. And just like that, Braden Davis drives in his third run of the ball game with a clean single to left. Pretty hard hit ball off the bat of Braden Davis who has seen the ball big tonight as the Chaparral first baseman. Drives in Theo Gillen, who led the inning off with a base hit up the middle on a 1-2 pitch. It's going to bring up Reese McRae, who launches the ball into shallow right field. Coming on is Del Riego. Did that catch get made? No, it did not. And advancing up to second and to third is Peterson. So, again, everybody had to kind of hold off there. Braden Davis had to go halfway. That ball fell. And in the attempt to throw to second base from right field, the throw was high. There could have been a force play at second base on Braden Davis, but Del Riego actually threw the ball just a bit high, and it sailed over his cutoff man at second base's head. So everybody was able to advance. So all of that, and Reese McCray gets a Texas League single to right field. He's at first. Braden Davis is at second. And Blake Peterson advances to third. So three, make it four straight hits for the two, three, four, and five hole hitters. And now Westlake with a run in on the RBI single by Braden Davis that drove in Theo Gillen. Now the Shaps have the bases loaded and nobody out for Ethan Wilfong, who looks at a first pitch fastball high and away for ball one. Lots of runs scored in this series, folks, as 11 are on the board, 19 were on the board on Tuesday. And a swing and a foul tip of the plate for Wilfong as he fouls it off Mendoza behind the plate to even the count of one ball and one strike. And once again, the wind has died down just a bit, still swirling above the fence line here. So if the ball's hit well, it will carry. Wilfong now with fly ball as his friend, the tying run 90 feet away from home plate, curveball, hit on the ground, foul towards the fence line of the dugout on the third base side. So the Chaparral's battling back down two, six to five when this inning started. Theo Gillen came around and scored on the RBI single, and now Wilfong with a chance with the bases loaded and nobody out. Swings and grounds one through on the right side. The second baseman, O'Shea, able to stop the ball from going into right field. But Wilfong has himself an RBI single, and the game is tied at six. So Wilfong just putting the ball in play. A long run as playing towards the middle was O'Shea. He was able to get a body on it and stop the ball from going into right field, but it was not enough time for him to get up and throw Wilfong out. So another infield hit and an RBI for Wilfong, and the game is tied, and there are still bases loaded and nobody out, and it's going to bring up Noah Cannon who tends to like to bat with the bases loaded. <laughs> so Noah Cannon's going to step in after he delivered a double off the wall his first time up. So again, both pitchers that started this ballgame struggling just a bit. Orts is going to stay in the ballgame here as he has given up two runs. As Theo Gillen started off with a base hit up the middle, Peterson followed with a base hit to right center field that took Theo Gillen from first to third. And then Braden Davis stepped up and ripped the first pitch he saw into left field for the RBI single. Reese McCray with a Texas leaguer that fell in front of Del Riego. That loaded the bases for Ethan Wolfong, who's come up with an infield hit and an RBI to tie the ball game up at six. The go-ahead run, 90 feet away from home plate. And, folks, 
there are still bases loaded and nobody out. So Ortz is going to try to battle against the junior Noah Cannon, who looks at a first-pitch fastball on the outside corner for a called strike one. Good take there by Noah Cannon as he wanted no part of that, that first pitch here with the bases loaded, especially with a guy with his power. He's going to pick it out. Curveball hit on the ground, foul towards Boomer Collins at third. Tries to snag that with his bare hand and gets by him. So down on the count now is Cannon as he swings and offers up the curveball and fouls it off. No balls, two strikes to the designated hitter for the Chaparrales, and now Ortz wants to step off. Wind picks up here just a bit, certainly nowhere near where it was earlier in the evening. The 0-2 pitch, and that one is hammered back towards the screen. Fastball on the outer part of the plate there for Ortz, and Noah Cannon was all over it. He seems to have the timing, and we'll see if Cannon can battle here with two strikes. Ortz already set. Kicks and fires, and this one hit deep down the line and well foul as he came back with another fastball, and Cannon saw it all the way. In fact, just a little ahead of it. So Cannon doing his job, just trying to put bat on ball here as he continues to fight against Orts. Big situation here for the designated hitter. Bases loaded and nobody out in a tie game. This time he looks at the 0-2 pitch. It's a fastball up and out of the zone. Purpose pitch there for Orts as he tries to get the big man to swing. Nice job there by just settling in and looking at the ball and letting it go by. Here's the 1-2. He comes back with another fastball, this one again on the outer half of the plate. He is not throwing towards the plate. He is actually throwing towards his catcher, Mendoza, is Orts. Orts was set up way outside. It looked good from here, but just off the plate. Now the 2-2. And Cannon, once again, as Orts came inside and high, he defends his swing, and this one is fouled off the roof here at Burger Center Diamond. As Westlake trying to get back the lead that they had starting in the first inning where they dropped two runs. Now it's six all here in the top of the fifth. This one hammered foul as Ortz got lucky there as that curveball hung up in the zone. And that one is again out of play. That is the fifth foul ball in this at-bat for Noah Cannon, who is turning in a beauty of an effort here against Jake Ortz. Bases loaded and nobody out. Ortz kicks and fires. This one high and outside for ball three. Heck of a bat here for Noah Cannon as he bats with the bases loaded. And you remember he walked off with a grand slam against New Braunfels. And now he has a payoff pitch. This one again fouled off at the plate. A fastball high in the zone and may have been ball four. Noah Cannon probably saying to himself, uh, that probably was ball four. But in this situation, he cannot afford to take anything around the borderline because he is about six foot one. Borderline would be about his belt level. So now another payoff coming from Orts as he stands in. This one is strike three called on the inside corner, and Noah Cannon is out. Big out there for Orts as Cannon turns in a heck of an at-bat but can't do anything with it. Borderline call there on a pitch low right on the knee level, and that will be out number one. But again, fly ball still your friend, and right now Mike Lustina who is 0-for-1 with a sacrifice bunt his last time up, struck out in his first plate appearance in the second. And now the home plate umpire does not like the noise from the first base dugout because no doubt 
people in the crowd, along with people here, questioned that call on Noah Cannon with the bases loaded and nobody out. And the home plate umpire has kicked somebody out of the ballgame, and we don't know who. And I'm pretty sure that this is a situation where, again, the home plate umpire has had heat on him all night because of his strike zone. And again, sometimes the temperatures run hot for our umpires, and sometimes they retaliate with some words from the dugout that they do not take kindly. And apparently someone has been tossed out of the game. We'll find out who in just a moment. Lustina still with work to do, though, as their base is loaded and one out, and the game is tied. So the umpire for a moment there behind home plate, losing his composure and walking all the way over to the Westlake dugout to identify whoever was speaking. Now the 1-0 pitch is a fastball here to Lustina, and that one is called strike one on the inside half. Good job there as Orts came inside. Once again, lefties coming inside on right-handed hit batters. Now Lustina squares around and tries to bunt the 1-1 on the squeeze opportunity here, and he bunts it foul. Again, that's a suicide squeeze situation where Lustina has to put bat on ball because Braden Davis was trucking down from third base. He gets kind of a round of applause there from Boomer Collins because that is not a pitch that he really could have bunted fair. Now the one-two for Mortz. This one is high and outside for ball two. Westlake trying to not squander an opportunity with bases loaded and nobody out. We'll have to see who's been tossed from the game, if anybody, but two balls and two strikes with one out. Lustina, the man at the plate. Here's Ortz's 2-2, and this one swung on and missed on a fastball up and out of the zone. Lustina could not hang out, hang on as he swings right through it for out number two, and it's up to Nathan Duvall, who has done a good job tonight of just putting the bat on the ball. He drove in a run with Braden Davis right where he was the last time up. Hit a ground ball to the right side with less than two outs, and it got a run home. Now he stands in and lines one towards the right side to the first baseman, Ben Abel, and Abel steps on the bag for out number three. So an unassisted play at first base ends the inning for the Westlake Chaparrales. They send eight men to the plate. They do get two runs to tie the ball game as Blake Peterson and Theo Gillen score. But the Chaparrales had bases loaded and nobody out. Back-to-back -back strikeouts of Noah Cannon on a questionable call. Mike Lustina struck out swinging, and then Nathan Duvall grounds out to first base. So, again, after two runs score, the Chaparrales go in order, and Jake Ortz gets out of a huge jam, and the ball game is tied. But, again, two runs on four hits. There were no errors, but three men left on base. We head to the bottom of the fifth inning. Your score, Westlake and Austin High tied at six. This is Westlake Baseball. Boston Performance and Counseling Psychology provides mental health care and sports psychology services in West Austin. APCP is owned and operated by Dr. Mike Johnson, a licensed psychologist in the state of Texas. Dr. Johnson has worked with elite college student-athletes at the University of Arkansas and Kansas State University, as well as with U.S. Special Forces. Whether you're a student-athlete looking to improve your confidence or a professional experiencing career challenges, make an appointment today at austinperformancepsych.com. That's austinperformancepsych.com. 
ACH.com. Joe Taylor here, the voice of the Shaps. If you're searching for the best air conditioning repair in Austin, call Elite Heating and Air Conditioning. A month ago, my wife texted and said it was 85 degrees in the house. This was at 8 o'clock at night. I called Elite, and within minutes, I was directing the on-call engineer to my home. In 45 minutes, the issue was diagnosed and fixed. An hour later, the house was already cooling down. That's not just championship service. That's Elite service. Call 512-637-4237 or click EliteAustinAC.com. Well, there's getting out of a jam, and then there's getting out of a bases loaded, nobody out with two runs already in jam, and that's exactly what Jay Gortz did. Getting two men to strike out and then inducing a ground ball to first base. Heck of a job by Ortz in the bottom of the or in the top of the fifth inning. And Ben Abel will lead things off here as he was left stranded at the plate in the bottom of the fourth inning. He'll start at the bottom of the fifth. And we're tied at six. Six runs, 12 hits for Westlake. They got five hits in the top of the fifth alone, and that two runs scored. And now this one hit on the ground towards Braden Davis as he boots it momentarily, picks it up with his bare hand, and races over to the bag and beats Abel with no problem. So, again, Ben Foster getting the leading out as another unassisted ground ball at first base, and we have mentioned that quite a lot. First base with a ton of action tonight on both sides. And it'll bring up Jake Ortz, the man who just got out of a bases-loaded jam by striking out two hitters back-to-back in Noah Cannon. And he swings and fouls this one back to the screen. And again, more impressive. Jake Ortz had an at-bat with Noah Cannon that included six foul balls and was able to get him out on the strikeout. Curveball swung on and fouled at the plate. So Foster getting ahead. Foster out for his first full inning of work here in relief as Ben put on a, or I should say Cole put on a show against Austin High in game one. As he came in for the final four and two-thirds, got the win and only gave up one hit. Here's the 0-2. Another curveball. This one stays high and outside for ball one. Good location there. Not necessarily what he was looking for. He was trying to slice his way on the outside part of the plate. Again, this lefty-on-lefty matchup, sometimes you'll come in on an 0-2 and feature that curveball that breaks low and away. This one just a little too high. Here's the 1-2. He comes back with a fastball and blows it by Jake Ortz. So Jake Ortz comes up empty on the strikeout, and they're quickly two gone here in the bottom of the fifth inning. Again, Abel led things off, grounded out to Braden Davis, and now a strikeout of Ortz is two outs, and it puts Brendan Mendoza back in a situation here for the first time with out leading off in this ballgame. He is two for two with a run scored. His courtesy runner, Wilkerson, able to score on his behalf, and he chops one up third baseline. Foul for strike one. Mendoza able to make contact quite a bit in this series as he has done the job as the hard-hitting catcher stands in down one strike here to Cole Foster. Foster, the stretch at the belt, and the 0-1 to Mendoza. Curveball that stays up high for ball one. Very efficient motion from Foster on the mound. Doesn't have a whole lot of wasted mechanics. Pitches exclusively out of the stretch, whether there's a runner on or not. That allows his mechanics to be incredibly smooth. Less time to make a mistake. Here's the 1-1. Fastball dots the inside corner for a called strike two. Home plate umpire got a little 
antsy there because I believe he thought that that was strike three. <laughs> Very animated for just a, a strike two called. But nonetheless, here we are. One ball and two strikes with two outs as Foster out for his first full inning of work after taking over Chance Covert. This one hit right back up the middle, and this is going to make it through for another base hit, a two-strike base hit for Brendan Mendoza as he takes a very good one-ball, two-strike pitch from Foster right back up the middle for a two-out knock. It'll bring out Wilkerson to run again. And Tegan Mansfield will have a shot here with two outs again in the uh, go-ahead run aboard here for Austin High in the bottom of the fifth. That is just the second hit allowed in this series by Foster. As now he faces a runner on. And Tegan Mansfield, who is one for two, grounded out into a fielder's choice. Or reached, I should say, on a fielder's choice. His first time up and singled and scored in that four-run fourth. We're all tied at six. And now Foster delivers the 0-1, and that curveball slices the outer half for a called strike two. Nice job there coming outside with a curveball on a right-handed hitter. And Mansfield now down, no balls and two strikes with two outs and a man on. Here's the 0-2 from Foster. Another curveball drops in. This one a bit high as it's above the belt as it crosses home plate. One ball, two strikes. To Tegan Mansfield, again, too much of the strike zone on the upper half his last time up with Mendoza. Now let's see if he buries this one on the 1-2. He kicks and fires, and this one is a fastball. Here's the throw down to second base, and that is in time to get Wilkerson. Wow. Second straight inning that Nathan Duvall has ended it with a caught stealing, and he throws out Wilkerson at second base to leave Mansfield stranded. So he will bat to lead off the bottom of the sixth inning, as Wilkerson is caught stealing, and Nathan Duvall has his second put out of the ball game on the base pass. So for the Austin High Maroons, no runs on a hit. There were no errors, and no men left on base. We played five full, and we're tied at six. This is Westlake Baseball. We know that these are difficult times, and at Austex, we want the Westlake Nation to know we have your back. We're all spending more time at home and more time outside. Austex has developed a completely digital experience from the measurement and design of your project to the signing of the contract. You can even book a virtual appointment from your home. We're a Westlake family-owned business, and we would love to transform your outdoor space into your favorite place to gather with your family and friends. AustexFenceAndDeck.com. We work hard to make every project a victory. Football is all about strategy, preparation, and execution. And you've got chaps in your corner with Elticon Wealth Management. Elticon was founded by former Westlake quarterback Mark Mangum, and he's hired all-stars Brent Beasley and lifetime chap Louis Gilbo to quarterback your financial future. Click Elticon.com for more information. Elticon Wealth Management, a proud member of Westlake Nation and proudly Westlake owned and operated. Strategy, preparation, and execution. Elticon Wealth Management management calling the right plays for your financial future we welcome you back to live coverage of Westlake baseball Joe Taylor joining you live from Burger Center diamond five or six runs I should say we're in the top of the sixth inning Six runs on the board for both Austin High and for Westlake it'll be Chapel Stewart to lead things off he squares around to bunt again and he bunts through it for strike one. He was able to do that in the uh, top half of the first to lead the game off was Chapel. This time he gets a curveball in the first pitch offered from uh, 
Jake Ortz, and he bunts right through it. Here's the 0-1. This one, another curveball that stays low for ball one. Jabble one for three, struck out swinging to end the fourth. He's back here in the top of the sixth to lead things off at a tie ball game. Six runs, 12 hits for Westlake, and he swings and misses at the 1-1 and comes up empty. A little ahead of that fastball was Chapel Stewart on the outer half of the plate. That's one ball and two strikes. And Chapel one for three. Now the 1-2 offering from Orts, and this one hits sharply towards short. Grounder is booted momentarily by... Giannis, and Giannis again had to wait for that ball to get there, and it just took so many hops, and he could not field it cleanly. That's one where it was hit sharply and then hit the grass and kind of died. The ball hit the brakes a little bit and took too many hops. In that situation, you want to try to charge it as much as possible and block it, but with chapel speed, no chance as Giannis commits the error, and Chapel Stewart is aboard for the second time in this ballgame. It's going to bring up Theo Gillen. As the go-ahead runs aboard here for Westlake, and he swings and drives one down the right field line, and this one is headed towards the wall. Rounding second is Chapel Stewart. Will he come home? Yes, he will. Rounding third is Chapel Stewart. He will score the go-ahead run on the RBI triple for the freshman Theo Gillen, and the Chaparral's lead 7-6. Theo Gillen had two hits in this ballgame already. He has scored twice in this ballgame, both in the first and the fifth, and now taking advantage of Chapel Stewart's speed on the bags. He drives in, Chapel Stewart hustling down to first base, taking advantage of the error by Giannis. It's short, and the Chaparrals have put that man across the plate with an a RBI triple to take the lead by Theo Gillen. Gillen's fourth triple of the season. As speed never has a slump, as uh, the old baseball adage goes. And that's exactly what the Chaparrales have at the top of their order in Chapel Stewart and Theo Gillen. As that ball was hit down the right field line to the deepest part of the ballpark that isn't center field. Again, I mentioned the dimensions here at Burger Center are a bit, uh, are a bit interesting. As 311 down the left field line, but it's 341 down the right field line. So when the ball hits the grass in the outfield, there's a lot of real estate to cover there for Del Riego. So that's what occurred. We have a call to the bullpen here, and it's brought to you by Elite Heating and Air Conditioning. Back in a moment, this is Westlake Baseball. Joe Taylor here, the voice of the Shaps. If you're searching for the best air conditioning repair in Austin, call Elite Heating and Air Conditioning. A month ago, my wife texted and said it was 85 degrees in the house. This was at 8 o'clock at night. I called Elite, and within minutes, I was directing the on-call engineer to my home. In 45 minutes, the issue was diagnosed and fixed. An hour later, the house was already cooling down. That's not just championship service. That's Elite Service. Call 512-637-4237 or click EliteAustinAC.com. So the RBI triple by Theo Gillen drives in Chapel Stewart who reached on an error and the Chaparrales have taken the lead here in the top of the sixth. They lead 7-6 to six in game two of the Austin Eyes series. And it'll be... A similar situation where we'll see the same reliever that we saw the last time for Westlake with Cole Foster. We see it now for Austin High and the person of Caden Crouch. 
Caden Crouch worked on Tuesday, worked in Tuesday night's ball game as well. Crouch pitched two and two-thirds innings, gave up three runs on two hits. Two of those runs were earned, four walks, two strikeouts. Now the big right-hander is aboard to try to clean up the mess here in the top half of the sixth inning where the Chaparrales have scratched a run to take the lead 7-6. to six. And Blake Peterson stands in at two for three. And he takes the first pitch fastball from Crouch. High and outside for ball one. Peterson sandwiched between his two base hits to right field. His pop-up to second base. Infield's drawn in here. And the 1-0 fastball is upstairs from Crouch for ball two. Peterson hitting very well in the last two weeks. Again against Akins. He reached base all seven times he went to the plate. 2-0 fastball is fouled out of play. Again, I mentioned he had seven straight at-bats where he reached base. Six hits in that series. Had a home run in the, seri in the series opener here with Austin High. And now he has two hits in this ball game. And he looks at the 2-1 pitch. A fastball from Crouch low and away. And it's ball three. So a base open here with Theo Gillen leading off from third base. Fly ball's your friend here if he can get it elevated. Here's the 3-1, and he swings and pops this one foul out of play down the right side. And again, I know I, I say that quite a lot, folks, but the sacrifice fly ball is such a big component in baseball in general, especially at the high school level. Get the ball in the air and tag runners home, especially with the speed of Gillen at third. Here's the payoff pitch. This one hit right back up the middle for an RBI single. You don't need to fly ball. And that's the third hit of the ball game for Blake Peterson. Blake Peterson and the man that hits right behind him, Braden Davis, each with three hits apiece in this ball game, as well as Theo Gillen. So the two, three, and four hole hitters for the Westlake Chaparrales, all with three hits in this ball game. They have nine of the 14 hits. And with that, Theo Gillen scores on the RBI single by Peterson. It is now 8-6 Westlake. So Theo Gillen scores on the RBI base hit. Gillen drives in Stewart, who reached on an error. So three men have, and now a swing by Braden Davis. He comes up empty, and the bat flies all the way to the I should say the bat flew out of his hands down to the entrance to the Austin High to the Austin High dugout that's right on the fence line. And folks, this is about 45 feet <laughs> that it traveled. Wow. Loosen up the grip a little bit for Braden Davis as the 0-1 is on the way and he swings through that one. There's throw your hands as a terminology as he comes up empty on that crouch fastball that's just up and out of the strike zone. He stands in here. Now with the 0-2 opportunity here with Peterson getting his lead. That pitch from Crouch stays low and outside for ball one. So Braden Davis losing the bat on the first swing. That's how quick his hands were moving in that first swing. Throws the ball about 50 feet away from home plate. Throws the bat, I should say. Now the 1-2 from Crouch. Peterson takes off. Cut on and missed as it foul tipped into the glove. The throw down to second is not in time. So Davis strikes out for the first out of the inning. Peterson will move from first to second on the stolen base. 
And now there's some insurance out there for Reese McCray as a man in a scoring position with just one out. Chapel Stewart led off the sixth inning. We were all knotted at six with a routine ground ball to Giannis at short. And the first pitch offered to Reese McCray is swung on and missed. As McCray comes up empty, McCray is two for three in the ball game with a double and a single. And he stands in, down, no balls and one strike here with Peterson getting his lead from second base. That fastball rides low for ball one. Again, reaching on the error by the shortstop Giannis was Chapel Stewart. Then the RBI triple off the bat of Theo Gillen as he tripled the right. And then an RBI single off the bat of Blake Peterson drove in the inning second run. And now the pitch to McCray rides low for ball two. Takes the count to two balls and one strike. And young man headed to Oregon State after his senior campaign is ready for the 2-1. And this one actually sails over the head of both McCray and the catcher Mendoza, who could not stop that one from flying to the backstop. So ball three with some noise, and that will move up. Blake Peterson from second to third, and again puts the sacrifice fly in play here for McCray, who's got a pretty good count now after swinging and missing at the first offer by Crouch. He's seen three balls in a row. Here's the 3-1. Crouch kicks and fires. This one is low and outside for ball four. So Reese McRae aboard for the third time in this ball game as he draws a one-out walk. And now the Chaparral's still in control here with some first and third opportunities for Ethan Wilfong, who delivered an RBI single his last time up. Was the fifth hit of the inning in the top half of the fifth. Five consecutive hitters managed a base hit and now he hits here after four straight balls to McCray after his first swinging strike make that five balls in a row from Crouch as that fastball is low and away to Wilfong Westlake with a chance to really add to their lead here as they lead 8-6 with two runs already across fastball hit on the ground back up the middle a chance for a double play here but flipping to second that is wow it is a close play at second with McCray running but that's a fielder's choice Wow, a bang-bang play at second. That's a nice job by Giannis to flip quickly to O'Shea at second. I thought perhaps for a moment there, McCray might have beaten that out as the bounding ball up the middle fielded nicely right behind second base by Giannis, and he quickly flips over. But it does score a run as trotting in on the ball to the, up the middle was Blake Peterson. So Wilfong gets his second RBI of the ball game and reaches on a fielder's choice as McCray is forced out at second for the second out of the inning, and it's going to bring up Cole May to pinch hit for Noah Cannon's spot. So we can assume that Noah Cannon was possibly the player that was ejected from the ball game earlier, and May swings and misses at the first offering here from Crouch for strike one. So again, three runs cross for Westlake here in the top of the sixth inning. They've scored six Swing and a miss again on the 0-1 from Crouch. Again, after getting two in the first, no one scored in the second, and Westlake has gotten a run in the third, a run in the fourth, two in the fifth, and now three here in the sixth, and they've pounded out 14 hits for their effort as May looks at an 0-2 fastball down low for ball one. Of course, May with some heroics against Hayes in game one of that series. He ended it 
in the bottom of the seventh and walked off the Rebels. Here's the one-two, and he swings and misses at a fastball for strike three. So the Chaparrales, in a 6-6 tie, get three runs, and they do so on a triple from Gillen, a base hit by Blake Peterson. So they get three runs. They do so on two hits. There was an error, and one man left on base. We head to the bottom of the sixth inning, and the Chaparrales reclaim the lead. It's now Cole Foster's ball game, and he is out for his second full inning of work as the Chaps lead 9-6. to six. Back in a moment, this is Westlake Baseball. Small town values that deliver first-class service. Hi, I'm Jenny Covert. That's what a customer said when he bought his new Chevy truck from us at Covert in Bastrop. And that's the way we've done business for 111 years. More choices, excellent service, and, of course, our famous low Covert price. We want to be your car dealer. Let us prove it to you. Covert Chevrolet Buick and GMC, 702 Highway 71 in Bastrop, or online at covertbastrop.com. Find new roads. Hey, Westlake fans, you've heard that phrase, go local, right? Well, that's what the Felger Insurance Agency wants you to do when considering your insurance needs. Think about it. Would you want just an operator standing by, or do you want advice from a trusted source that lives and works right here in the Westlake Nation? Jeff is your farmer's agent in the hills of Westlake, and he can help you bundle all of your insurance needs just as easy as the Shaps score six on Friday night. Give him a shout today at 512-250-2334. Jeff is farmers, and Jeff is Westlake. We welcome you back to live coverage of Westlake Baseball. Joe Taylor joining you, and it has been a hit parade here for both ball clubs. There are 23 hits on the board for both teams, and uh, this is a game in game one, 19 runs scored. As we head to the bottom of the sixth inning here for the Austin I Maroons, they are now down yet again after taking a brief lead. It'll be Tegan Mansfield along with Del Riego and O'Shea, the 6, 7, and 8 hitters, and Cole Foster out for a second full inning of work, and he delivers a strike called on the first pitch here to Mansfield. A swing and a drive into a center field on a curveball. Chapel Stewart ranging in, making the grab. And just like that, Cole Foster doing exactly what he did in game one, continues to battle it out here as he gets... The leadoff man, Mansfield, to uh, fly out to center field. Chapel Stewart taking care of business there. Bring up Del Riego, who is 0 for 2, lined out to Chapel Stewart his first time up. That was the inning-ending double play. But Chapel Stewart, I still don't think he knows he caught that ball. <laughs> so he swings and offers at the first curveball from Foster and swings right through it as it dives down and in. Reached on an error and scored in that four-run fourth inning. And he swings and foul tips this one at the plate, does Del Riego, and it clips Nathan Duvall. It looks like he's okay, but the umpire has given Duvall a chance to kind of shake that one off. Looks like it may have made contact there with Duvall as it clipped him on the way by. So again, two runs by Austin High in the third. They get four in the fourth inning. Cole Foster came in once again with one out, got out of the inning. Chance Covert has uh, 
been offered the no decision. And here's an 0-2 curveball that stays up upstairs. So, again, same for the Westlake starters. They leave down in the ball game. At that point, it was 6-4. to four. Austin High had the lead, but then Westlake able to scratch two in the fifth to tie the ball game, and then three in the sixth to take a three-run lead. Here's the one-two fastball, and it is blown right by him as Cole Foster opts for the high heat to Del Riego, and Riego strikes out for the second out of the inning, swinging, and it'll bring up Hayden O'Shea, who's one for two with an RBI and a run scored in this ball game. He stands in. Delivering a single to right, then came around to score in the third. He was part of that two-run third, driven in by the RBI single by Luke Young. He swings at the first pitch, and this one is in front of the dish. Nathan Duvall scampers out, throws down to third base, and I apologize. That was actually a – and it, it was actually Hayden O'Shea, that uh, just the swinging bunt as O'Shea calmly thrown out by the catcher, Nathan Duvall for the third out of the inning. So Cole Foster in the bottom of the sixth. No runs, no hits, no errors, no men left. We played six full, folks, and Westlake leads 9-6 to six, heading into the seventh. This is Westlake Baseball. All right, we're live inside of Texas Honey Ham. Joe Taylor alongside Taco Rob. Taco Rob, we know about the tacos at Texas Honey Ham. We know how great breakfast is. I've got this big office meeting coming up later this week. Can I just do box lunches where everybody can just order what they want? Oh, yeah, we got box lunches that come with a cold sandwich, cookie and a chip. We could do a club box lunch, a pulled pork box lunch. We're even now offering a half a sandwich and a tiny salad box lunch for the healthy people. He's Taco Rob from Texas Honey Ham. They're changing the world one taco at a time. Thanks, man. Thank you. Plan your catering event at TexasHoneyHam.com. On game day, go for the win with Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. Going touchdown. Stack your roster with delicious, hand-battered, cooked-to-order chicken fingers and cane sauce. Huddle up with crispy, crinkle-cut fries, coleslaw, and buttery Texas toast. And top it all off with freshly made tea and lemonade. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. One love. We welcome you back to live coverage of Westlake Baseball. Joe Taylor joining you live as Westlake takes a 9-6 lead into the top half of the seventh inning. In part, thanks to three runs scored, in the top of the sixth inning, the Chaparral is going to try to get some more insurance here for Cole Foster, who has pitched beautifully. We do have a new pitcher on the mound here for the Austin High Maroons. It'll be Douglas Malcolm. Malcolm started it short in game one and, again, relegated to the mound today with Giannis getting the start at short. Trying to keep uh, everybody updated here. We've got a number of things going on right now in the world of Westlake Nation as the regional track meet and the state wrestling meet going on this weekend. Again, Jocelyn Last finishing third in the state in the 110-pound weight class. So congratulations. She takes home a bronze medal for her efforts representing Westlake Wrestling. We do have a confirmation that it looks like Annie Wang has finished second in regions in the 800 meters. She has dominated both the district and area meet, winning those both in first place. And she comes in second. And I believe 
Again, we're waiting on official word, but I believe Annie Wang will represent Westlake in the state track meet in the 800. So that is good news. More good news also coming from Ashton Torrens. He's qualified for state in the long jump. And we'll have to wait to see what his times would be in the 200 and 100. I believe he did make the finals in the 200 meters and the 100 meters. Back to baseball here is leading off the uh, top of the seventh with a high pop fly into left field for the Westlake Chaparrales is Mike Lustina. That ball was hit at a major league level height, and it took forever to come down, and Luke Young finally comes down with it. So fly out to left field here for Mikey Lustina to lead things off in the top of the seventh. It's going to bring up Nathan Duvall, spot in the order, and he will hit. Chapel Stewart waiting patiently on deck circle here. Kicks and fires does Malcolm, and he delivers a strike on the inside corner for a called strike one. Malcolm, tall, lanky, lean from the right hand side. Works very quickly. Works out of the stretch. He delivers a breaking ball here. Check swing down line. They're going to say Nathan Duvall went around. So no balls and two strikes here to the Chaparral catcher. And the 0-2 hops in. Glove save there by Mendoza. One ball and two strikes now to Nathan Duvall. Fastball hit on the ground towards short. Up with it is Giannis. He fires over to first base in the stretch there by Abel. And they're now two gone. Nicely done there by Giannis. It's that time. Indifference to the ball that he actually committed the error on with Chapel Stewart. He attacked that ball. Similar situation. Hits sharply, but it hits the grass. Started to slow down a little bit. He came up and made the play. Fielded it cleanly. And a strong throw over to Abel. Retires Duvall. There are two gone here in the top of the seventh. With that ground ball to short. It'll bring up Chapel Stewart, who has reached base twice in this ball game. He is one for four. Reached on an error and scored in the sixth. And he takes a look at ball one. And what most likely will be his final at-bat this evening, should Westlake hold on to win. They lead 9-6 to six here in the top of the seventh. Malcolm delivers the fastball. This one low and away for ball two. Good eye there by Chappell. Senior center fielder standing in here has worked his way into the starting lineup coming off injury from the football season. Now looks at a 2-0 pitch, and this one is on the outside corner for a called strike one. Good discipline there. As Malcolm throws what I would call a heavy baseball. It doesn't necessarily throw it hard, but it's got a little dip at the end of it. And Chapel being choosy. 2-1 spot is just outside for ball three. And you hear about that sometimes where guys throw heavy balls. And what that generally means is, is it's just very tough to hit. The rotation of the ball, the way they throw it. And it has a dip at the end, which is designed to induce ground balls, which is exactly what happened there. A quick hopping ball over to Mansfield at third base. Mansfield throws this ball away. He never really had his feet about him. And Chapel Stewart moves from first to second on the throw that is completely wide of first base. This one didn't even have a chance. Mansfield fielded it, pivoted, and threw off his back foot. They know that he has to rush the throw because of Stewart's speed. And this one goes up the line in right field and kind of into the bullpen area. So Chapel will reach again here in the top of the seventh on an error. 
This time it's on the third baseman Mansfield, and he advances into scoring position for Theo Gillen, who has three hits in this ballgame, two singles and the RBI triple. He has scored three runs in this ballgame, and the freshman stands in from the left side to face Malcolm. Here's the 1-0, and he puts a fastball up high for ball So Malcolm working very quickly here. Nobody holding on. Chapel Stewart at second. And this fastball dips low and inside for ball three. So Theo Gillen with a base open. Malcolm not helping him out all that much. Most likely the take is on here. Again, a slightly open stance, and this one is low and inside, and it hops in, almost hits Gillen on the hop, but he picks up his feet. And it's a nice glove save by the catcher as Gillen is aboard. On base in every plate appearance tonight for the freshmen. Singleton scored in the first, walked and was thrown out stealing at second base as he was picked off. Singled in the fifth and scored. Singled in the, or had the RBI. And this one is blasted by Blake Peterson into the air. This one's off the glove. I thought that one was clearly gone. But Peterson has hit a rocket to left field on the first pitch he saw from Malcolm. And that has cleared the bases. So Theo Gillen comes all the way around to score. Chapel Stewart scores with ease as that ball hit high in the air towards left field. And I'm not too sure how that stayed in the ballpark, but it did. Went off Young's glove right at the base of the wall. And two runs have scored on yet another blast from Peterson. So Theo Gillen scores from first as he was off to the races with a struck ball. And this one was hammered to left field and somehow stayed in the ballpark. So now it is 11-6, a five-run advantage, and attacking is Braden Davis. And that will even up the count of one ball and one strike. Aggressive hitting there as Gillen draw, drew the walk. Blake Peterson launched a huge shot to left field. And now Malcolm sneaks a curveball in on the inside corner for a called strike two. And do not see an error on the board here for, because, again, that's always a difficult thing when it goes off the glove of a fielder right at the base of the wall. Now Braden Davis pops this one up to Young again, who's been a busy man. Wind swirling, and this one is going to fall out of his glove as well. Another run is scored, and it is now 12-6. to That one is, without a doubt, an error. So Braden Davis and the wind creating havoc here for Austin High as he has reached base on an error by the left fielder. And Blake Peterson has come around to score. So again, we'll have to check the box score here. And again, uh, it's unofficial, obviously. But from our vantage point, I don't want to take away from Blake Peterson's absolute rocket to left field. And again, I'm still trying to figure out how that ball stayed in the yard. But Young was at the base of the wall, and that will, basically the wind kind of held it up, and he was in a position to try to make the catch, but it would have been a spectacular catch had he had made it. And now swinging at the first pitch is Reese McCray from Malcolm, and he fouls it back to the screen for strike one. So after two quick outs, as Lustina 
and Nathan Duvall. Then Chapel Stewart reaches on the error, the walk to Gillen, the what we'll call a two-run double, and now McCray takes a fastball on the shoulder for a hit-by-pitch. And now there are two runners on for Ethan Wilfong. So we'll take a look at uh, they're going to call a double, and that's, a, that's the right call. Blake Peterson has doubled on a fly ball to left. So Blake Peterson's fourth hit of the ball game comes as an, a two-run double. And then an error is charged to the left fielder. And now first pitch swinging is Wilfong. He delivers a quick hopper to Giannis at, sec at short, who flips to his second baseman, O'Shea. And the force out is made of Reese McCray. So that will do it as Wilfong reaches on the fielder's choice. But Reese McCray is out at second base on that fielder's choice. Eight men go to the plate as Westlake busts off a three spot in the top of the seventh. It all started with two outs. Chapel Stewart reached on an error. Theo Gillen walked, and then Blake Peterson doubled both of them home for two runs scored. Then Braden Davis reached on an error. So three runs score in that inning for the Westlake Chaparrells. They do so on just two hits, and there were two errors in the ball in that uh, top half of the seventh inning for Austin High. And one man left on base. So we head to the bottom of the seventh. Westlake up 12 to 6. We'll be right back. This is Westlake Baseball. Hendrick Audi South Austin is proud to sponsor Westlake Nation. We understand what it takes to be champions. That's why we're an Audi Magna award-winning dealer. Our game plan is simple. Offer a great selection and a car buying experience that is second to none. Experience the Hendrick difference at Audi South Austin. Conveniently located just five miles south of downtown off Interstate 35 South and at AudiSouthAustin.com. Whether you're watching football, hanging at the tailgate, or playing around to golf, you want to look sharp. That's why we've partnered with Cricket Shirts. And according to co-founder Billy, he's all about keeping it Austin. I mean, if there ever was a city that sort of captured the spirit of the 19th hole, it's Austin, Texas. And if there's anything that ever like kind of captured the spirit of community, it's Texas high school football. And co-founder Hobson Brown agrees. It's the perfect shirt for all occasions. Yeah, it's a shirt you can wear uh, on the course. It's a shirt you can wear in the boardroom. And it's a shirt you can wear to the football game on a Friday night. Find your design at cricketshirts.com. Cole Foster on to shut it out for Westlake as he has come in and stopped the bleeding yet again, looking for two wins against Austin High inside of a week. And he is out. Looks like we do have a pinch hitter. Or at least the discussion of a pinch hitter here, but it'll bring up the nine spot in the order here. So John Eric Giannis will hit for himself, and he takes a first pitch strike from uh, Cole Foster. Curveball hit on the ground towards Theo Gillen at second. Long hop. Gillen has it, tosses over to Braden Davis, and just like that, two pitches, and there are one out. There's one out here in the bottom of the seventh inning. Joe Taylor joining you here on WestlakeShaps.com and the Westlake Shap app is once again Cole Foster gets the leadoff man out. He has done so in the fifth, sixth, and now seventh as he came in for Chance Covert in the fourth. Cole Foster has pitched three-plus innings. No runs on a hit. Two strikeouts. And now we see a pinch hitter into the ball game here. So that was what the discussion was between innings with Austin High coaching 
and uh, the home plate umpire, and it's going to get uh, Reed Burkett Schneider into the ball game here for a pinch hit from the left side. So Burkett Schneider getting a chance to bat here with nobody on. Foster in a lefty-on-lefty -lefty matchup now. Comes back with a fastball. First pitch here to Burkett Schneider is called strike one. Chaparral's exploding offensively after answering that four-run bottom of the fourth inning. They have scored a check swing on the 0-1, and Burkett Schneider did go around for a swinging strike there. And as I mentioned, the Chaparral's have scored eight unanswered runs since that four spot in the bottom of the fourth. They lead 12 to 6, and they have pounded out 15 hits in this ballgame. Here's the 0 2. That curveball stays down and away. Four ball one. Good purpose pitch there for Cole Foster. Is, he has come on again and stopped the bleeding immediately. Again, it's the exact same situation that was occurring against Braden Davis. He did the same thing here for Chance Covert. And now the 1 2 offering. And that's a fastball that clips the outside corner for a called strike three. Beautiful location on that fastball. And that's the third strike out of the ballgame for Cole Foster, who is cruising right now. Again, have given up just two hits this week. And Austin Hyde down to their final out here in the bottom of the seventh as they trail 12-6. to six. The set. And the pitch, this curveball just low and inside for ball one. As Zach Williams in this ball game, two for three, singled and left stranded both times. Here's the 1-0 as Cole Foster kicks and fires. This one is a fastball that clips the outside corner for a called strike one. Cole Foster all over the zone and showing everybody in this ballpark and on his team that uh, he is the guy, when you have to pull the panic button, he's the guy that you go to. Here's the one ball, one strike count here to Williams. This one low and inside for ball two. That'll even things up. Put it in a more hitter-friendly situation here for Williams, who's trying to spark a two-out rally here. Bats from the right side. Has two hits in the ballgame already, and now the 2-1. Foster sets and fires. Fastball hit in the air towards left field. This one's going to crawl up the left field, the left center field corner. Rounding first and coming in for a double is Zach Williams. And there's your two-out double to left for Williams. His third hit of the ball game for Austin High. That's their tenth hit against Westlake pitching. And just the second hit against Cole Foster. Third hit in the week. So a two-out double here for Williams is going to bring up Ben Abel. So the two-out rally has begun for Austin High with a double. As Ben Abel steps to the plate here, big right-handed hitting first baseman as a sacrifice fly to his effort in RBI, but... 0 for 2, and he swings at the first pitch offered and fouls it straight back to the screen. Abel trying to keep this rally alive here. 
Now the 0-1 from Foster. He kicks and fires. This one low and away for ball one. As Abel does not go shopping there. It's a good location low and away to try to induce a swing from a right-hander. Every now and then you get an opportunity as a left-handed pitcher to kind of get one by a right-hander by dropping in something on the outer half of the plate, especially a curveball. And now the 1-1. A look at Williams. Foster kicks and fires. That fastball catches the bottom end of the strike zone. Nice frame there by Duvall as he's able to make that one look a little bit better than it was, but right at knee level. And that's strike two. And so far, Austin High down to their final strike. It's Cole Foster trying to wrap things up and record yet another win for himself here on the mound. The one-two fastball is just inside. Four ball two. So deadly twos, two balls, two strikes, two outs. Westlake leading 12 to six. Here in the bottom of the seventh inning, Williams with a two-out double. He's at second base. Ben able to hit her. Cole Foster delivers the 2-2 pitch. This one fouled right back to the screen. Cole Foster now looking for another 2-2 opportunity here. Wants to end the ball game. Able at the plate. Foster kicks and fires, delivers the curveball, swung on and missed. And the fourth strikeout of the game for Cole Foster is the final out of the Austin High series. Westlake has won 12-6 to sweep Austin High. Cole Foster got the win on Tuesday in relief of Braden Davis. He gets the win on Saturday in relief of Chance Covert as Westlake wins as they defeat the Austin High Maroons 12-6. We'll be right back for a brief post-game show and wrap this one up from Burger Center. Again, the Chaparrales win back-to-back -back games on Austin High, and Cole Foster gets his second win. Back in a moment, this is Westlake Baseball. Hi, this is Joe Taylor, the voice of the Shaps. And like you, I work hard and I work out even harder. I love exercise and I don't want pain or injury to keep me from reaching my fitness goals. I want you to try CryoFit for all your recovery and wellness needs. CryoFit is Austin's recovery headquarters. And with two locations in Westlake, you're never too far away from their championship level treatment. Click mycryofit.com and see for yourself. CryoFit is Westlake owned and operated so they know what it means to be Shap strong. CryoFit, where your recovery is just as important as your work. Workout. Taking the kids out to eat isn't always easy. They never want to sit still. And let's face it, a restaurant isn't the best place to keep a kid entertained. Thankfully, there's Hat Creek Burger Company. Every Hat Creek location has an awesome playscape for the kids to run wild while you enjoy a hot meal and an ice-cold beverage. Hat Creek has a lot more than just burgers. Their menu can be modified to fit your lifestyle, whether gluten-free, paleo, or vegetarian. Did I mention they have breakfast, too? Every day at 7 a.m. Hat Creek Burger Company, a proud sponsor of Westlake Nation. So for Austin I in the bottom of the seventh inning, no runs on a hit, no errors, one man left as Cole Foster is the story, folks, but also the Westlake offense, eight unanswered runs after Austin High in the fourth inning scored four runs to take a 6-4 to four lead. Westlake would able to get those two runs back in the next inning to tie the ball game at six. 
as Cole Foster came into the ball game in the fourth. He finishes things out here for the Westlake Chaparrales, though. 12 runs on 15 hits. The Chaps commit four errors. Six runs on 10 hits. Three errors for Austin High. But we have to talk about the top end of the order for the Westlake Chaparrales. Hitters Theo Gillen with three hits, including an RBI triple. He scored four runs. Blake Peterson with four hits in the ballgame. Drove in three, scored four runs. Braden Davis, three hits in the ballgame as he drove in three and scored a run. And Reese McCray, two hits in the ballgame as he went two for three with an RBI and a walk. So how about that, folks? And your 15 hits, three belong to Gillen, four belong to Peterson, three belong to Davis, and two belong to McCray. Kids, that is 12 of the 15 hits are hitters two, three, four, and five in the middle of the Westlake order. That is getting it done. And, of course, we can't talk enough about uh, the player of the game, again, presented by Elite Heating and Air Conditioning. Cole Foster, three and two-thirds innings pitched, no runs on just two hits, and he struck out four, didn't walk a batter to get his second win of the week. And he does so in relief of both starters, Braden Davis and Chance Covert. Excellent job by Cole Foster as the Southpaw gets two wins in relief against Austin High. And the middle of the order for the Westlake Chaparrales hitters two through five collect 12 of the 15 hits. Pretty good stuff from the Westlake Chaparrales here and what is technically a come-from-behind win. They were down 6-4 to four at the end of four innings, and they walk out of here with a 12-6 win over Austin High with one series in District 26-6A to go next week with Lake Travis. We'll be on the air for both ball games on the road on Tuesday and back home on what I believe is a Friday game. We'll have to double-check and make sure, but it is a good time to be uh, involved with the Westlake baseball program as a stellar series awaits and a, not a bad one to finish off the 26-6A district season and hopefully for the Westlake Chaparrales secure a playoff spot. But tonight, they come back down 6-4 to four and uh, defeat Austin High 12-6. to six. They score eight unanswered runs in the fifth, sixth, and seventh inning. And the second time this week, Cole Foster has shut out Austin High when he came into the ballgame. Gave up three hits. Here's his line for the week. He pitched four and two-thirds innings on uh, Tuesday night, three and two-thirds innings tonight. So he has thrown over seven innings of work in this week's of uh, ballgame against Austin High. He has given up three hits. He has struck out six and walked two. And Cole Foster, your elite heating and air conditioner, playing of player of the game as Cole Foster grabs win one against Austin High at home, and he grabs win two against Austin High here on the road on a Saturday night. We thank all of you for joining us here. Thanks so much for listening, wherever you may have been listening tonight. Again, we'll be on the air for the Lake Travis series on the road and both at home as well. So we look forward to that. And with that, I say goodnight. My thanks to Casey Johns, our executive producer and uh, engineer. And uh, thanks to all of you for listening. This was a fun one as Westlake upends Austin High to sweep the series 12-6. to Lake Travis is next. I'm Joe Taylor. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week. This is Westlake Baseball. You've been listening to Westlake Baseball. Presented by Number 9 Productions and powered by the Westlake Shack Club. 
Westlake Baseball is brought to you by Independence Title, Plains Capital Bank, Elite Heating and Air, Covert Auto Group, CryoFit, Recovery and Wellness, and presented by Austex, Benson Debt, Elticon Wealth Management, Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, Hendrick Auto Group, The Felger Insurance Agency, and brought to you by Austin Performance and Counseling Psychology, and Dr. Mike Johnson, Cricket Shirts, Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina, Amogee Bank, Texas Honey Ham, Steam Team, White Glove Storage and Delivery, Creek Burger Company, Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, and by Mighty Fine Burgers, Fries, and Shakes. Going back, looking up, that ball is gone. A home run for Wesley. 